0: The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation.
1: Good evening.
2: Would you believe it? it's, it's Dr.
0: Doom? What's on your ego?
2: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Comic Book Chronicles. <laughs> I am your host, Roddy Kett, and you can find me at Roddy Cat on uh, Twitter. You can find me at Need on Twitter, CB Caps on Instagram. And with me tonight, as always, the man, the mellow, the smooth fella, my man in Brooklyn, Agent underscore 70. What's up, everybody? That's that's weird. I should have found that. Anyway, um <laughs> this is another exciting episode, folks. It's a jam-packed one, too. But before we get into it, um, not with us tonight, PCN underscore dirt and... On that, on Twitter, Uh, Pop Culture Network on Twitter, and all those, and of course, PopCultureNetwork.com and all the umbrella sites on there. And the Osiris that is ish Tim D O G G 9 8 on Twitter, The Click Nation on Twitter, that's D K L I Q N A T I O N, TheClickNation.com, and of course, Comic Book Resources, where he's over there writing his face off. Uh, You can find this here podcast on. The network of greatness, cspn.us Do it today. So, uh, you can also find this podcast at on Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka okay, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and of course, Coastal of the Podcast Networks SoundCloud page. Uh-oh. Uh I knew that was going to happen, folks. We are going to get in some comics this has been a good week for comics I should say, I would say I dare say, Would you dare say? Works for me <laughs> Okay, well then Roaring uh, The first book we're going to get started off with is uh, House of Ten Ah! House of X, number
1: three
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to do that joke for a couple of different times so you're just going to bear with me for the next couple of weeks
0: I was about to say. I think this is going to be. We're. We're. I think. What? Not quite halfway yet. So we're, right now, we're pretty much
2: just... halfway. Yeah.
0: Because there are six. Oh, six this is the sixth. Yeah, this is the yeah. sixth of the twelve. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah. So we're halfway there.
2: So, and this was. Um. This is actually a, a little really one for what happened. Well, I guess. I, and I've seen the the buzz on the twitters about the big, I guess the quote unquote big thing that happened was um a, a certain mutant walking into a spot like a boss <laughs> as only as only she can do or as only she has done I should I should say. But um but outside of that we we don't get much uh Mara X outside of uh you know the text pages
0: right in this, this is, issue. Yeah. This is the wheel start turning issue. Right. Where I guess the first five-ish, five, you know, you know, not quite every issue up until now, but essentially the previous issues all served as setup, and now we are seeing the uh, wheels move. So... Well, yeah, although in this particular one,
2: there was, in the midst of the setup, the wheels kind of started turning there, because this is pretty much taking up a little ways past... Um, something that happened in the first issue. Right. So, this is kind of a continual, or actually that could, as you said, could be the continuation of the setup, I'm not to think about it, because that could have been just a thing that happened to serve this, you know, to kind of establish that, which that was already being established in that first uh, first issue. And that, um, you know, Krakor is getting his own uh, statehood, basically, and... Uh, the famous words of lethal uh, uh, Lethal weapon diplomatic immunity. Oh no, <laughs> or I should say lethal weapon too, but
0: yeah, yeah, that was lethal weapon too. Yeah, um, what, what, one thing, and I, I think it came up in your notes is that the premise of the mission that the X Men are on is nothing new, right? Or the X Men and harkens back to several. Deep space missions that the X Men have have gone on in near space, not far space. When I say far space, I'm talking like are space, right? Actually, and this, relative,
2: even, and this is not even that. This is basically you know, the sun, so yeah. right.
0: It's relatively near space. So, uh, a lot of the X Men missions that have gone awry that we all know of that are famously part of X Men canon were in near space. So, hmm. it's, it, it may not bode well for the outcome of this mission. Or, at the very least, well,
2: there's already been a change to it, but because given a particular mission in question, uh, something happened on the way back. And uh, they, they, uh, the, uh, the during the appearance of this right now, it doesn't seem to, it's going to go that same way. Well, wait, hmm. no, that's not sure either, maybe. I we shall be. About that. Yeah, yeah. I... Was about because exactly you can't really rule, yeah. You can't really rule out, yeah, uh, a similar thing happening in the mission and a similar
0: getaway if they can manage that. Right. L- like I said, there's definitely some parallels here. So let's not uh, let's not discount anything similar happening, or at least in the similar vein. So um, you know, the, uh, you know, I, I, I saw that in your in your notes. I figured that's where you were going. In a way, you yeah. any other thoughts on that any other thoughts on the book in general
2: um i mean outside of that like the 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 thing that happened with the diplomatic community that was kind of the the big thing that's been kind of going around um it's really not much just to say because it was only like that one part and then basically the mission Mm -hmm. you know and wherever it goes from there we'll see next issue
0: right 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 okay so, All right. Yeah, there wasn't as much. Right, there wasn't as much. like kind of uh, deep thoughts. You know, I hate to. I hate to. You know, use the the Saturday Night Live skit. You know, deep thoughts. But, yeah. Candy. Yes. This 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 particular issue wasn't uh, of that ilk. It was more uh, you know getting the the mission going and the setup for the uh, the the current day story. Right. I think. Oh, well, there is the one
2: other thing, but it's a, a very minor thing in that the X Men who went on the mission now know of the uh the involvement of i guess a former ally i don't know what to call uh her you know which we knew that person was around you know even in the i guess even in the powers of x time timeline but the x-men now know in the quote-unquote current time so we don't know that's the other thing we don't know what the time frame of this is if if it, or is this just out there in its own little thing? Because that kind of that's something that kind of I thought about with another book coming that I, I read this week, or a couple of books I read this week, with one in particular.
0: I got a kick out of who they picked to be on this mission too. So right, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, it kind of made
2: sense, you know, or at least the 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 one that got a little bit of um, you know, that saw a little bit of action in this one. Sure. So yeah like it was a it was a somewhat a heavy hitting crew in respects. but I guess for that mission they kind of, they would have needed you know some sol- some solid firepower so i' ain't sure but anyway yeah that's
0: that's pretty much it for for house of x because you know it is what it is right well, and we do get a, a a nice cliffhanger page ending so yeah. we shall see what happens in the next uh in what's in the next uh oh! So we get a run of House of X. So we have a House of X number four is out next week. Mm. So we don't see another Powers of X for two weeks. So we will see an imme- more more likely than not an immediate follow up to this. Wait, are you are you sure or is that just looking not- at the no? I'm looking at the the reading order. But
2: that's what I'm saying. That could be the reading order, not necessarily the the order
0: that the books coming out in. But the release dates are right next to them. Is it? Yeah. Okay.
2: I stand corrected.
0: Right. There's a reason why I think I brought it up maybe two shows ago mm. about how they've been good so far about keeping to this release schedule and um, and and uh, you know we basically commented that it's it's likely that they had the majority of these books in the can already. Yeah, we, we, we established that already, um, yeah. Right. So so that they were able to stick to this uh, this this release schedule of uh, pretty much every week. You know, not necessarily every other week because of the reading order,
2: right? I don't know. It still seems kind of weird that that's the case, but I mean, it it makes sense for that. But you know, because usually it was like, well, okay, you gonna just back to back a book like that without reason. Well, I mean, obviously in this reason there is a reason, but right, that doesn't normally happen with similar events. You know. As we have just seen in in uh war of the realms, <laughs> like stuff was all kind of out of order in certain in certain spots, so but anyway, cool oh doomsday clock well that's a whole different other thing <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so um yeah, that's it for house of x um hmm let me look at what you read Watch next. get a chance to do that oh i did you you didn't happen to read that Fantastic war
0: I did read it I didn't write uh, write up any notes but I did read that the Yancey Street yeah uh,
2: one shot yeah let me do that real quick I mean there was realistically that could've kind of probably would have could have been a, um, a quick you know a, a quick hit but I don't know I don't know what I was expecting about this I mean, we're talking about Fantastic Four for Yancey Street number one uh, that's the number four Fantastic Four uh, excuse me yancy street number one so i was expecting to be kind of like i I dare i say a tales from the hood not necessarily the movie type situation like basically more going on in the neighborhood more than this seems like a a thing story a a thing-centered story but the, the rest of the fantastic Four just happened to pop in on a panel or two you know at times
0: It kind of is uh, things going on in the neighborhood, no pun intended, because it actually deals with some of the real-life ramifications of a superhero group moving right. into your neighborhood. Well, yeah, but that's a big thing.
2: I'm talking about like like just like little series of little things going on in the neighborhood. Oh. Not necessarily like, say, hey, here's L- you, L- uh, Lunella over here doing some stuff, and then maybe just Yancy Street Gang's doing a thing, and they happen to run into the thing, something like that kind of stuff. Not not exactly more what like, you're talking about. <laughs> more like a
0: day in the life. Yeah, basically. I understand. This is actually sort of, this, this is a, a, a version of a day in the life Story because it all starts with, um, of all things, of all things, what happens when a superhero group moves into your neighborhood, and what happens to the rents, and what happens to the neighborhood, uh, uh, tough guys, because they actually have a line in here about how they artificially inflated the crime statistics to keep the rents low. Right. And I kind of got a kick out of that because that's so, uh, that is so, you know, uh, um, thinking outside the box. Right. When it comes to when it comes to property values.
2: Yeah. I, I thought about that. I was like, huh, that's a, that's an interesting way to go about things. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if it could anybody could actually ever, you know, do that in real life, obviously, but that's, for the case of this i'm like okay that makes you know because you don't really hear that weird, that's the thing you don't really hear about that much well i mean obviously it's a, it's a world where things happen where they happen you don't really hear about too much crime on on Yancy street you just know about the gangs that's there from you know whatever whatever or and or whoever else might be there but yeah that's that's uh weird but yeah so from from that but first actually should, should actually mention though it starts out which in my notes i said as the kind of at that's what kind of felt like a Spidey-like story, because it kind of starts off with a, a you know, a little bit of, not necessarily a backstory, but a little bit about um, Ben Grimm's childhood, right? You know? um, and then it, and then it comes into the present day with you know, I guess the not necessarily the back show, but the but the crux of what started the uh, the uh, story off, the main story off. With you know the a certain wall uh, from a center that was dedicated to someone close to to Ben, sure. And that kind of started off this whole thing. Which the funny part about it was, like, okay, Ben saw this thing and was like, and his first thought was, "Let me go back in time and and <laughs> and, and and wrap up the person who did this so I could talk to him." Which, yeah, that's the way to go. You know, I was like, but I'm like, why does it have to be time travel? Why did? Well, why was that the first thing you thought? It is the Fantastic Four. Well, I mean, true, uh, but yeah. You know. Oh well, yeah, and that's something else uh, that we'll get to at the end of this issue. But um, so that pretty much leads in. Reed go. He goes to Reed to give it to to basically send him like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. But let me just give you this thing. That's his. Looks like Pokemon Go or something. <laughs> and you can find out uh, what you need to find out from the paint. So he does that, finds the person. There's a Mary Chase, a sorta, a sorta, and find out what you know, what the what was going on in the neighborhood, and then Ben's end up with a with a little scuffle with. Um, I guess this is a pull. This is a pull because I don't remember. I haven't seen these folks, or at least one in particular, in a good minute. That I think, because at first I was like, I don't know these people, but then the like the one the the one person who was was fighting them
0: straight on seemed familiar. Deep. It's a deep cut. but yeah. I didn't I didn't have a chance to take a look, um you know, in the uh, you know, either via Wikipedia or via uh the handbook of the Marvel Universe to see. Yeah. By the way, side note. Side note, I actually. Pulled out my copy of the uh, official handbook of the Marvel Universe Deluxe Edition, mm-hmm. and what we thought was a modern retcon of Rocket Raccoon's origin was not from last week. So that's why I, that's why I thought I, I, I uh, it came it came to me just now. The what you talking about the support animal thing? Yes, really. Yes, huh? Interesting. Yes, very much so. So in any event, going back to this issue, the the was it the terrible trio? Yeah. Right. So the terrible trio that uh, Roddy Cat is referencing in this, I presume, are very deep cut in um, Marvel Universe history. Right. And these are the quote unquote villains that are hired to uh, harass the, the residents of Yancey Street into uh, vacating their apartments so that the landlords can raise the rent
2: justification That's
0: not and good. it's uh it, it, it's uh it, it's a super powered scheme that doesn't sound so far uh it, 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 it's not so far fetched no uh, in
2: fact I, it's not necessarily a similar one but I, there is a situation that i know of in, in from someone not that far from you is like kind of there's some evil landlordship in this, or there's some evil landlordship going on It happens, so yeah. Than anyone knows, yeah. So that's which is terrible. But like I said, unfortunately, well, fortunately and unfortunately, it gets righted here by again some use of Fantastic Four tech, which still I'm like, how does that work? Well, Hmm. I mean, we know how it works with them, and I guess it's going to work the same way. But at the same time, like that doesn't because my first thing was like, okay, clearly Ben's going to buy buy the neighbors out so he could be the landlord. Cause that just seems like the, the logical thing. Being. And granted, we saw this and saw, saw that a similar thing happen in Hawkeye, uh, the Franklin right. of Hawkeye. But you know, uh, apparently right. that was not the, that was not the thing.
0: Like, no, yeah, let they him. come up where yeah, they come up with a, a, a solution that doesn't seem as obvious as that. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, that's like, that's was like, it's a way to go, but it seemed like that was an easy way to, 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 to do, to to do that, but I guess I guess somebody may have brought that up and was like, "No, nah, we want to do this a different way." So
0: yeah, uh, more, more, that's that's likely. Yeah,
2: all right. So yeah, that's a fantastic. Point. It was that's all right. Like, so, and
0: there's a twist at the end.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that's what we're gonna bring up. Yeah, apparently there was a um, a uh, 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 seeing eye that was uh, getting their jollies off from what was going on. Or or at least what happened at the end. So, which I thought was kind of funny. I was like, hmm, you wouldn't think that. Actually, now that I think about it, given what happened recently in the Fans of the (laughs) Two Four, you would think that person would have gotten a little bit, would would have gone slightly bit grander than that. But at the same time, it's real petty. Yeah. Real, real petty. And also not original because, like, it was basically something, something, which also didn't seem like something this person would do because I was like, okay, clearly that's the thing that people way closer to ben grum was doing has been doing to him like way years long time ago and the fact that this person picked up on it and did it was kind of amusing uh but anyway next up uh do oh um doctor strange number 18 i enjoyed this
0: it was a nice done in one story
2: yeah uh, well unless it's something from it, it ends up coming up in the next couple of issues, which I don't know i kinda the only thing that kind of struck me so basically um we just basically s- start out quote unquote mid mission where doctor where this you see this family whom I thought was a familiar family to us, but it apparently is not and uh and the name but his name is similar to a person that is that was close to um Stephen. Uh, at one point in time recently but anyway so we see this family getting set up for a a birthday celebration or or something or not a birthday celebration but some kind of celebration and then in comes Dr. Strange just being all like excuse me I gotta do what I gotta do (laughs) so get out of my way let me do what I gotta do so I'm sitting here like well this is Dr. Strange going back to old Dr. Strange has he not learned anything and then most of the issue is just him doing that and you know they ask him a question and and he gets incredulous
0: (laughs) It was very much, and 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 just the, as a quick note, um, I wanted to say that uh, it was nice to see Jesus Saiz's art back on the book. Mm, yeah, it was very refreshing to see the, the the artwork that had launched this book come back and do a full story. Um, what was great about this is that. Uh, It's, you know, this is this is a a day in the life type story that gets completely turned on its head Um, in Minotown or Minotown, Kansas. No,
2: uh, no, no. I think that he was just referencing that that wouldn't happen in that place because 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 I think I'm, I'm guessing that person was from there. And he's just saying, hey, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. And then strangers like, hey, you'd be surprised.
0: Right, but my point is, it's in of all places, Minotown or Minotown, Kansas. <laughs> is that a I mean, real place? No, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Oh, you're just bringing it up as yeah, I got I'm you. literally reading. I'm literally <laughs> reading it off the first page of the book. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Hey, okay, why are we in Minotown, Kansas, of all places?" It well, he r- he does explain that though. Because right. he was like, like
2: yeah, ley lines, blah, 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 blah. You know, things happen anywhere. So that just it's happens fine. to be a place. Which actually brings me to a uh, note I have. And I basically say that, hey, it, there's a sim- kind of a Ghostbusters, like the first part of uh, the the beginning of a uh, Ghostbusters vibe in this. Where they just kind of go into the lab and be like, hey, we're professionals. And, you know. Exactly. And just start no, rocking stuff up.
0: I know. definitely
2: get that. I so, definitely get that. So that was kind of fun. And then, and the only other thing that was kind of weird about it was like, okay, well, the particular quote unquote baddie that the uh, strange is looking for, he ends up finding. But the weird part about it is it's an aquatic demon that first comes out of the TV. And that part was like, well, wait, the rest of the time is coming out of like water stuff. But the first thing it comes out of is the TV that, that the strange wrecks. I'm
0: like, I okay. think that's where he conjured him from. That's where he summoned him through. That, that part I agree doesn't make the most sense. Yeah. I'm like okay. But, but know, yeah, TVs but then are like portals, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> TVs are like portals. But yeah,
2: I, I mean, think, oh, true. Yeah, let me, hey, Persona has if Persona has taught us anything.
0: Right. I think that's at the end of the day, uh, just a, a, a visual cue. But as you mentioned. Everywhere they actually find this magical demon or or, or creature is water based, and uh, I think your notes mention about how the owner of the home, the the father yes. of the family, comes into play because of his uh, vocational background. Right.
2: Yeah, that was that was also kind of a funny part. It was like, yeah, he was trying to tell t- tell Stephen something, and and Stephen's like, huh okay and then just happens to conjure up something that wasn't exactly what he was looking for it worked mm-hmm. so coincidentally so that was pretty pretty fun but yeah I, I enjoyed this issue for 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 all of that and then you know with all the wrecking that steven uh did throughout this house you know he he makes it better which i was kind of hoping for because i was because all through reading it so i'm like clearly he's gonna he's gonna clean all this up before he leaves and then when he was leaving, and they was getting upset about it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, who's going to do it? It's going to be poof. There you go. He did it. So, <laughs>
0: my favorite part is, um, you know, is it, it, is related to the ending, mm. and what I what I noted is that it basically epitomizes Doctor Strange as he's perceived by the majority of the Marvel right. Universe, in that uh, people will interact with him and say. Who knew Dr. Strange was such a jerk? Right. And the wife says, I imagine sometimes he is, but maybe not always. And they right. they, 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 see that things have been made right by Dr. Strange as he left the building.
2: hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, perceived notions. But at the same time, he was pretty much being a
2: jerk up until, you know up until that so and at least he didn't because normally you know some of the situations like that would happen and just like they were kind of they kind of mentioned before that like hey superheroes come in mess up stuff or at least that was that was an illusion anyway superheroes come in mess up stuff and then just leave and you know without any account to who, what they leave behind and i think even they even got brought up in dr strange previously probably if not in this volume a uh, previous one
1: mm-hmm.
2: so who knew he, he must have learned from his must have learned from that uh to a point so, cool. But, yeah, that was fun. Doctor Train number 18. Uh, next up, what you want? What you want to go into? Uh,
0: there really weren't too many books that I read this week that had a lot of meat to them. Hmm. Um, one of them that I'll talk about, though, in a little bit of depth is Thor number 16. Ah, uh, yeah. so uh, good. Uh, do you have that on your list? I did. All right. Oh, there it is right in the middle. So... Um, I thought this was a great wrap-up. It's not a complete wrap-up, but it's a good wrap-up to the ongoing stories right. in Thor by Jason Aaron and Mike Del Mundo. Uh the King Thor miniseries is going to wrap its own saga in the King Thor miniseries. So um that's that's another story and that's going to continue um the weekly or the monthly Thor uh, dose for for uh, fans until they figure out who's going to be um, picking up the baton. Or if uh, right I, at some point they will. mean, it may not be right away.
2: So you have more faith than I do, sir. Why um, is that? It's uh, Thor. Because
0: yeah, but... Give, they've given the character breaks before, which is which is why I agree with you that uh, they may not pick it up right away, but it is one of the ongoing characters that is you know that's still a, a a cinematic avenger so yeah that means less at this point um i disagree but like i said at the end of the day it's right. all part of their publishing plan you know depending on what they want to put out and, so, and i think i think i i i'm just going to say that it,
2: it may be your affinity for thor more than that would why you would think that? And I mean I know, say you're not right because I mean, because yeah, somebody's probably going to pick it up at some point. I think it's going to be a longer time than you may be thinking. Um, but that being said, yeah, the the um, this was, you know, a definitely a good end to this series, to this particular series, because uh, you you basically get the epilogue. You, you might as well say you pretty much get the epilogue. You probably should have gotten. Um, at the immediate end of War of the Realms, but at the same time, I understand why that wasn't the case. And plus, there was a, a few more things to kind of clean up.
0: From there's that. still aftermath. Right. Yeah, right. There's still aftermath going on after War of the Realms, right. especially from, with with Thor and and right. everything from, from Valkyrie to the the Punisher Kill Crew uh, mm. uh, series as well, dealing with the the, the you know and I, that even came up in Friendly Neighborhood. Yeah, I was about to say I was like, going I was gonna yeah. mention that this week. So, um, but, but with regards to this issue, um, a lot of it is putting things in a good place for the next person to pick up, which is why I was talking about how um, there is um, the sense that they could, that they, they can set up that Aaron is setting it up for someone else to take over. I think sooner rather than rather than later. And also, the sense that he is putting the toys back in the sandbox as he found them,
1: mm.
0: because um one of the debts that I found particularly <laughs> jarring as a longtime fan of Thor was undone, and I was like, "Yes, yeah." I thought about you wouldn't happened which is which is I still goes back to
2: what I said about the, your affinity for Thor, and, and so because I saw that, I was like, "Okay, yeah, he's just basically cleaning." cleaning shop yeah. up here and
0: basically, yeah basically putting everything back the way they found it um mm-hmm. to you know to a certain extent obviously there are bigger changes in the status quo that are going to keep going such as the such as king thor one such as jane foster valkyrie 2 um and
2: um which yeah it's, it should be noted and not that it plays any kind of part in this which so I I wasn't really sure why they brought this up, but I do. But I understand. Well, I do understand it. Yeah, I do understand it because that would have been questioned. So this issue takes place before uh, Jane Foster's Valkyrie, which that's the way they have it in the book um, number one. So oh, right before, yeah, right, yeah. So that's so that is the thing. and no, she does show up here. Although, do you see her on? The, so oh yeah. So so let's go to the one thing. Um, Del- Mike Del did the cover, and it's a wraparound cover. Mm-hmm. from what I can see, and it's basically it's not necessarily a family portrait, but is—but it's definitely a kind of a Thor kind of a family portrait thing, like it's, uh, it's like Thor, his family, the the extended family, quote unquote um, mm-hmm. a couple other Thor, you know a couple other folks, I think well, Jane Foster is not on the cover uh, I
0: don't think so, oh no she is, she is? Where? She's right behind Odin on the front. Well, while I look that up, um, yeah, that's her. That's the new costume. That's the that's the uh, the character's new look. Oh
2: yeah, okay. I didn't see that because for some reason I thought that was somebody else. ooh, I don't know. Um
0: not, I was about to say it's not Sif.
2: No, because Sif is on I saw the Sif I'm not, Yeah, right. I saw it SIF on the back cover. So okay, so the only person who's not there is Beta Ray Bill. That's true. Cause I had noted in my notes then that there was like, well, Jane Foster's not there and, and Better Ray Bill's not there, even though he shows up in the book. So but you know that that is what it is, I guess. I don't know.
0: That's true. And they also don't spoil everything in this issue because they only have Tooth Nasher on the cover. So Right. <laughs> true. And and I always get a kick out of the way uh, Del Mundo draws um, the goats. You know, like it, it, every 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 time he draws the goats, it looks like they have a sneer on their face, right? And yeah, the one yeah the one
2: on the cover looks like he's got a uh, like a cigarette <laughs> or something in his mouth.
0: Exactly. So it's always it, it's always very expressive.
2: Yeah. So and yeah, and of course the young and old the the young and old Thor's are there. And and blah blah, 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 blah and the cover, but it's a great cover. Like even um, Roz from uh, uh, from I guess uh, she's an agent kind of I guess former shield agent Roz, whatever her name is. Right, Ross Solomon. Yeah, yeah. So um, Throg's on there, which you know that's always cool. But like I said, no better way to build. So is there, is there someone behind the destroyer,
0: or am I just seeing things? Because that looks like a giant pair of legs. It is. It's the giantess that's in the League of the Realms, the League of Realms. I mean,
2: yeah. Ah, okay. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, I was like, what is that? Why is they just showing a pair of legs? What is what is what is going on there? But anyway, the cover's great, and, and the insides are, are are just good with the with the with the art. Um, you know, Thory has a nice little touching moment, <laughs> this is, which I got a kick out of because you know we usually see see uh, Thorry in, in in kind of a state and. Now he's like, oh, um, he's in the one scene with A. Bill. Yes, exactly, and uh, and uh, Throg. So yeah, but like I said, this was a this was a definite potential click of the week uh, for me in this, and I'm not a normal Thor reader. But you know, last couple of issues, just kind of wrapping up one this storyline. I mean, well, this series and World Around the Realm, kind of like ah, check it out. <laughs> uh and from that wouldest thou liketh to go, I guess we'll hit like one or two more books and then we'll go uh hit the rapidities rapidities because that didn't sound right. Yeah, um, so I was about
0: to say. Uh Language, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I wasn't gonna call that much attention to it, yeah. I heard uh, i know well somebody uh, i'm sure somebody else would have to avengers number 23
0: all right uh this is kind of a quick reading issue yeah. um essentially the exorcism of robbie reyes has gone horribly wrong and now we know why there's lots of ghostwriter mayhem here that involves and lots of ghostwriters ghost right that's yeah. right yeah, and I think, I want
2: to say, I, I, I mentioned like probably a couple episodes back where there was a couple of uh, Ghost Riders that I wanted to, would have wanted to see, and I think one of them shows up, uh, but I can't remember. Do you mean uh, present day or past? No, 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 one of the ones that I've seen in the past, kind of a, a one-off one that was like, okay, this is not the, the ones you know about, but this is just one like somebody, somebody made for the issue. Right. And I think that one might have uh, come come back into play. I'm not sure if that was the one or not, but it looked like him. So, yeah. So, we, uh, you know, we basically get a little bit of um, Ghost Rider history here. You know, Robbie's talking to Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze is apparently still King of Hell, which, uh, like, you know, like I said, the status of that is what it is. And he gives a reason. He gives a reason as to why he. He's doing, what doing. Yeah, he's doing what he's doing, and as I say in my notes, like okay, I, I, I get his explanation if not his methods, um, and it's still. But I guess being that Mephisto not, is not really a big supporter, it's still kind of floating around as we've seen a good bit of him in various um, various comics l- l- uh, recently. Uh, it all kind of comes back to that because basically J- Blaze is like, uh, look, I need more power, and Mephisto's still out there. He's wanting his he's wanting his spot back, so he needs more power to to uh, combat him. Right, and that's where he's trying to get Robbie's power to the Ghost Rider, and, and Robbie doesn't want his power anymore. But he's not just gonna he well he can't just give it away. Right. So and therein lies where the the wacky race or less than wacky wacky race comes into play. So. I would have expected, though, was like, you know, because it, it seemed like they were already just starting a race, but you only see these two. And I expected to be like a starting line where, you know, you see like Phantom Rider and Blaze and Catch, even though they, they like, oh, like look
0: to the him. War, like the Secret Wars. Uh, right.
2: Story. Yeah. Which I guess they said, yeah, it was like, well, that's been done fairly recently. Well, I mean, it's been a couple of years, but I kind of expected more of that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh but at the same time, it was like, Hey, this works just well, and uh, the the B plot in this is basically the 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 rest of the Avengers uh, fighting their own base of operations, which you know if it didn't happen here, it was gonna happen at some point, even though they're not really fighting it proper like they did when they first acquired it and uh but th- because it got to exercise uh, excuse me well, it got uh,
0: possessed
1: right we, we, we could, huh.
0: It was possessed to an extent because, right. uh, as, as we see at the end of the issue, it is yet another character of recent uh, vintage who uh, has come, ha, who, who's been summoned and set upon the Avengers. Which um, I feel like we knew that was
2: going to happen, even right, we I, did. There was no, there was no thing saying that it was, but we since we knew this character was
0: around. Right. If I'm not mistaken, we also saw um, Johnny Blaze sick this character on. The Avengers. We just were we, we just weren't sure how that was going to come about, right? So and that's coming uh, into play now,
2: yeah. Right. And, 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 I'm, and issue. yeah, and they still got me thinking though. And I meant to go back and look at this because I know he was one of the ones, and I know this means nothing because I know they all got out. But I'm going back to um, the Gardens of the Galaxy slash Civil uh, Surfer Black things where everybody got sucked into black hole, and he was one of the ones. Uh, yeah. And I know that got, that got, um, that basically got taken care of during the, you know, it was like a, we saw what actually happened in, in civil, civil War black number one. And we saw the, the rest of the resolution and guardians, but that still was like, wait, what happened to this? Was he still around? Was he that, you know, was, it was that, was he, you know, did he actually get out or was he got thrown to the other side of the galaxy and whatever? And it kind of doesn't matter, but like, it's, it's something that made me think about that at that time when he, when he popped up. Either way, that was pretty much the uh, the extent of uh, this issue. I think it was all right. Uh, You know, no, um, you know, no big things happened to it. But like I said, outside a little bit of uh, history for Ghost Riders,
0: right? This is one of the middle issues in the story arc, so we're just moving the uh, the story along here. Uh, No real big uh, story developments other than the introduction of this other Ghost Rider. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we will see much more of this story in the next issue. But what's going to happen ultimately with uh, Robbie Reyes? Although I kind of like the, uh, I kind of like the uh, the bit about how uh, who drove a tank to a motocross race. <laughs> right. Uh, I was just like, all right, there's some uh, there there's some uh, old school teaching the young whippersnapper a thing or two. Right, and that whole little that whole little line of dialogue
2: talking about yeah, Johnny Blaze, the world's greatest stunt driver, blah blah blah. That whole thing was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> he is he's the first one, and you know, the, well, the quote unquote first one in this line that we you know up until up until recent events, anyway. You so,
0: right? That was like kind of creating, fun to see. Like red conning, multiple Ghost Riders into Marvel continuity. Exactly. So
2: so that's that. Uh, one more book. You pick. Ah, uh, let's see. We could talk about Amazing. Oh yeah. Well, if we're going to do that, let's do Friendly, but yeah, let's do Amazing.
0: All right. Uh so in Amazing uh 28 Amazing Spider-Man number 28, we get uh what happens to the Syndicate characters as their plans to deal with Boomerang go <laughs> go up and smoke basically um and they end up going through some hoops of the beetles making because she's scheming and they don't exactly realize it until boomerang clues them in um and also we find that whatever it is that boomerang has on the kingpin whatever dirt or secrets that he has on the kingpin remain a tantalizing secret because it's a pretty powerful secret you know the information that he has is pretty powerful
2: right this is basically equivalent to if you've watched pulp fiction whatever is in that box that we never actually get to see which i hate pulling that reference but at the same time because i know there's been that got drawn from someplace else right he's not that's not the first time that's actually happened but you but you get what i'm saying um And yeah, and it, which has me question like, what's on that piece of paper? I want to know, and because he's been dangling that thing for for issues, right, definitely. So and, and yeah, so because of that, it's like that becomes one of the characters that get dang- dangled around in this issue. The other being that uh, PD uh, through some spideying, um actually some some spying uh, as well as spidering, finds out that uh, his roommate. Uh, one doesn't like him, may not like him that very much. Right, uh, and two, that said roommate being uh, Randy Robertson is seeing, dating, and messing around with the Beetle. So you gotta and, love it, yeah. And their conversation between each other, which at first I was like, even for the Beetle, that's uh, her. That her that's this personality shift was like that doesn't sound proper. But then I think back to to uh, Spencer's run on Ant Man. And I was like, nah. She was kind of like that there too, to a point. And I guess in and in, and in, in, in like in Doctor Strange from this week, um, some previous damage goes to get uh, undone that was caused by Beetle and Crew. So, and it was kind of funny because it was like because at the end of the issue, like we saw not Damage Control, sadly, but um, a more local level. Um Construction crew that was brought in by some family ties of uh, the Beetle, right? (laughs) Which I was like, like, okay, who's this dude? That's not that dude. And then it was like, oh right. And then when he started talking about you know where they came, when May starts talking about where they came from, I was like, oh okay, right. And then you know, come to find out who who set that all up. Like we call him Mister Lincoln. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a Mister Stone. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Like, why are you bringing him in? Oh, right. That, you know, it was not him directly, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, it I didn't realize until actually probably when she showed up here that she was in a relation to Tombstone. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize
0: that. Well, Lonnie Lincoln. Right.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of people named Lincoln. who I didn't realize right. until I actually read up, you know.
0: This is the Marvel up.
2: Universe, though. That's well, yeah, true, too. <laughs> you know but because it was like i I was doing some reading a while back and i was like wait beetle is tombstone's daughter yo he got a daughter (laughs) so but anyway so that was like that was that all right cool um i think that's pretty much it yeah for for first for amazing so let's go ahead and hit, hit like from the neighborhood real quick then we're going to rapid fire but um so on so this um as i say in my notes. Uh, one is particular click of the week and two we get two two Mary Jane covers right ahead of her uh, upcoming ongoing <laughs> one that's actually on the cover and then a, a nicely placed one that is uh inside the book which I thought was a nice little I'm like that's kind of neat because a if, nice
0: little bit of promotion right
2: right because right. at first I was, I was like wait does he have a picture I mean does he have a um Because they have actually had Spidey books and Spidey comics, you know, and and Mm -hmm. Spidey comics and Spidey issues before. So that's not outside the realm of possibilities. So I was like, wait, is that still going and she just got her own book or something? Or it's a a Hellcat situation or, yeah. Or, Walker, or Patsy Walker situation where she's like, yeah, yeah. Guess what? You got another book, and he's bringing it in for something. Or not? It's not good. It just so happened to be something they did. So, but this basically, this whole story is from uh, Mary Jane's perspective, as you know, um, which is cool because she basically goes out. Is a day is it? This is an actual day in the life for of um yeah you know, Mary Jane, which we've seen previously before. In um, was it amazing when the other issue where she um. I think that was amazing. There was an, uh, another fairly recent issue that when, when, when we, and we found out that she was getting an ongoing after that, so that I think that stems from that, but so. uh, regardless, this is another day in the life of Mary Jane and Peter comes home and then, and I didn't realize at the time that she pretty much, it pretty much sets up what she was going to be dealing with, but I didn't think about it that closely, which right. as you said earlier, is a little bit more fallout from uh, Water Realms, which apparently a couple of books have been kind of you know, dealing with it in the last few months, couple of, well, in the last month since um, War the realms ended, which you know sometimes expected things kind of spill out of events. Um, so she, yeah, she's going about her day, and she's you know in her monologuing, and you know she's doing some stuff with Aunt May, and there, I know, like that. There, there was I like to believe that there that uh, hot Aunt, um, hot May Parker reference was a reference to the movie version it might not have been, but I'm going to take it as that either way as a, uh, as a uh, Mary Jane and then, and I may go, go out and do a thing. And then she, you know, Mary Jane being Mary Jane current, you know, goes to do the thing as it helps out with a situation to where it seems like she's taking more credit than she probably should. But at the same time, she, she did do some things. I'm not neglect. I'm not saying that she didn't do anything w- with the situation, but she also gets to help some help from another spider, that being uh miles morales um which i don't know is this her first interaction with him
0: unlikely yeah
2: I, I wasn't sure because i don't re- i don't recall seeing it but that's not that doesn't necessarily mean that it is or is it isn't because she's not like she didn't she well obviously she wasn't phased by it and she she clearly knew who you you know he was he was around or oh, there are other spiders outside of peter we so that was a known thing but I was never sure of whether they had any interactions before because they didn't seem like there was no familiarity in their conversation. Put it that way. You know, it's not a big deal, but it was like, eh, okay,
0: um, yeah, I mean it's hard to say because there, there's been so much crossover between all these characters in the uh, Spider Verse and Spider geddon right. stories. It's hard to know if uh, you would think that would have been a thing that actually any, happened right. before. Right. If there's been any uh, any interaction between these characters um, up until this point, so it's hard to say. Yeah, it might be their first time that's what i'm saying so i
2: wasn't really sure whether that's the case in all this time you would think at some point that would have happened but at the same time there's probably there was no
0: reason they were also in different universes for the longest so.
2: well i mean uh but miles has been in this universe long enough to where there could have been
0: in an, an interaction before now she also hasn't been a player in the Spidey books for a long time, too. So that's why I'm more inclined to think uh, this might actually be their first interaction. Perhaps. If, perhaps. Remember, she was an Iron Man for the longest time because uh, they weren't doing uh, Peter and MJ as a couple for the longest. Sure. And, yeah, they're just starting to kind of put that piece back together. Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah, so that's, that's what I was it, that's what I was kind of wondering sense. this is like like uh, piecing it out now I was like yeah it doesn't doesn't seem like that's why I didn't want to go ahead and say that this was their first no, interaction. It makes sense. We, like I said, I just wasn't sure right yeah I wasn't sure it's, it's kind of one of those things like I said, you would think something like that would have happened by now, but at the same time, there's no real you know there's a real no real reason one for it to have and two you know uh no. I don't know Right. Outside of that, there, there was no real cause for it, I guess. But yeah. hey, nevertheless, I love, I love the fact that uh, MJ still taller than, than he is by right margin, right? <laughs> and I like how neither one of them was kind of phased, but because at first, because just like her when MJ when NJ saw you know the digital webs come on, she was thinking, like, you're supposed to be in bed, and and I was like, no, oh wait, <laughs> it's not, it's not that spider, wrong spider. Uh, so that was that was neat. Um but yeah this was i enjoyed the story and there was another thing i don't know if you picked up on it but there were a lot of references to other um um i guess you say other spider books in a sense but also other um titles of spider-man i don't know if you noticed that or not i'm I'm scrolling through now i'm trying to remember they're not well they're they're if they're obviously if you think about it the only one that didn't they the only put the reference they didn't put in there was web of and i was kind of upset about that because it was like so basically they did because they mentioned friendly neighborhood they called him you know the um, because peter called himself friendly neighborhood spider-man uh sensational came up spectacular came up oh really yeah I just missed it. I was oblivious to it. Yeah, and I don't know if that was in... I, I, that had to be intentional. But, um, sure. Um, yeah, like I said, all of those kind of came up, but there was no... I was like, okay, I'm looking for a reference of, to Web of some kind of way, but I guess they didn't want to do that to make it that, you know, to make it seem that it was that in, shoehorned in, but I still would have wanted it, regardless. Oh, and there was also references to uh, Pete's never-changing hairstyle
0: and uh, references in that which is funny to me because yes. I think it has changed it all depends on the artist well it there there is that, but um,
2: yeah, I agree with you, I agree with you, and also the the medium in a in a sense too, because you know it yeah in other in other places it's definitely been a different hairstyle for other reasons, but loose but largely you know it's pretty much the same kind of hairstyle he's had for all of the time, so so that reference was like, yeah, you're right, you know, and like you said, you know art society. It's still right. a similar cut,
0: so I'm like, huh. That was that was well, amusing. It's not that, it's not that square head cut that Ditko put on him, but anyway. Well, yeah, um, oh you no know, <laughs> that was the thing.
2: So yeah, friendly the Spider Man number eleven. It was a I, I enjoyed that issue. It was pretty good, and yeah, and, as I said in my notes, face it, Tiger, this is happening because she's definitely getting a book. <laughs>
0: all right, spin it up. Here we go. <laughs>
2: Uh, I'm pretty certain that well, we pretty much ran through most of the books we've got together and I think you've got the rest of all the ones that we've or at least the one.
0: Right, there's I think one last book that we have in common and that is Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And my notes are just that uh, T'Challa's back on Earth, but his adventures in space are not yet over. And something that, that that i'm looking for the um the da, da, da. <laughs> but uh, something's followed him back from space
2: and i'm sitting here like oh no well because first because there was a mention of someone that's that is not there and i thought okay well that must be where you know that anomaly that showed up early in the issue and then i didn't totally think about well it was a biological anom- anomaly and i didn't think about the fact that oh no not this because and I was which put me this in mind right. of uh, the the current Venom slash uh, current.
0: uh early right. I was about to say this is an early development in the space story. Right, it happened very fairly early on. Yeah, and so. I didn't think there were there
2: was. Yeah, and they've never really brought it back up or, or had any reason to outside of like yeah, this is another another. Mm-hmm. You know, these are some other folks that's out here and sure for and things happen to them, but apparently, yeah. Until now, yeah. <laughs> exactly which, which seems like weird i was like okay i don't know i'm sure that was intentional sure but it was like okay why pull something that you just dropped like <laughs>
0: right. and you also mentioned something about the time issues that they talked about here which kind of resolved some of the some of it about some of the confusion about what happened when and right when is the operative uh term here right because a lot of folks who have been reading this are just you know it's hard to wrap your head around without an explanation about it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that um t'challa is amongst you know hundreds know thousands if not millions of wakandans at some point in in time right that are right that are ancestors
2: slash uh you know what have you basically right
0: either I've either ancestors or progeny, but right. I, in this case, it, they're actually progeny. Yeah, the way because of the time shift that uh, that that Coates puts into the book. And the one thing, and I don't know if we're going to get this. I, I, I'm,
2: and maybe this is just me wanting this. Um. Uh, but what happened to the original Fox? Because yeah, because and and I think we were right about what happened, sort of. Because we mentioned, like, because remember the fact that, you know, uh, Chisala had sent some jokers out in space, like, a while ago and hadn't been as long as his, but then the story's talking about 2,000 years ago, blah, blah, blah what happened, it's like, well, that couldn't have happened unless, you know, some former regime uh, regime of Wakanda did it happen but, again, we find out what actually happened and it turns out it was a uh, Planet of Apes type, type situation, which that sounds bad, but not really I mean, it sounds bad if you think about it a certain way, right. but what I mean was,
0: it's a time thing, and time yes, travel never fun,
2: right? It's it's a time travel slash warp so to some which coincidentally, so which brought up another question to me because I was like, well, what, how did, why did that not happen to Charlie and Eden when they went? But apparently, they they, you know, they they kind of uh, explained that too. So yeah, there we go. He's back home, and you know, things kind of get back in order, and he and Storm had a nice little um. Nice little reunion. reunion. And uh, we're going forward with whatever's going to happen with uh, that other person that just got popped up or thing that got popped up.
0: Next. Yep. Uh, Next up for me is Captain America number 13. So I'm kind of curious as to why Steve is not using his regular shield when he's running around in his Agent of Shield costume. Um, Is it because only Captain America is worthy worthy, of wielding the shield? Uh, the Dryad is up for jumping right into the middle of today's headlines involving border crossings, and the Watchdogs return. Uh, this, you know, these are characters from um, uh, a particular run in the '80s, and I think that this is Coates' ode to Grunwald's cap run, circa '86, '87. You got to be of a certain vintage to get that, so I mm. respect that. It brings it brings us all the way back to the introduction of John Walker. Boo. <laughs> oh is is he, use, is he using the photon shield the yes he is using the photon shield interesting okay that's why i said it's it's kind of weird that he would be not using his regular shield eh,
2: not really because i mean he's kind of well it goes back to what you were saying him being worthy and not, and i guess because the shield is pretty much synonymous with captain america right, right so that makes it, it
0: makes some sense there i guess sure I understand. Yeah. But, it, you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, if I'm going to use this uniform, I'm going to use this photon shield. Right. <laughs> I, mean, hey. I mean, I'm not opposed to the creativity that's involved with using the photon shield. Maybe Coates likes it. I actually like the creativity that came with it, gave gave Steve a little bit of uh, a variety and some ability to attack from distance. Right. But uh, um, I remember it being destroyed. In an Avengers uh, story where they had to, where, where Justice Vanta Astro had to unlock some um, Antarctic vibranium, and that destroys metal, and of course, you know uh, the circuitry in his uh, shield went all to kaputz. So I mean, it's not like Tony or T'Challa couldn't make another one. So oh yeah, exactly. They've made
2: a bunch of them since, right. So. And I'm pretty sure there's some in some damage control warehouse that's probably one or two waiting to get stolen. Goodness gracious. But anyway,
0: right. the, I was about to say, I, I'll actually uh, get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, justice League number 30. Uh, the war between justice and doom begins in earnest. We see that DC is using this. Uh, the story to introduce more characters into the new DC continuity, namely Kamandi, the last boy on Earth, and the Justice Society of America. Wow,
2: Kamandi, that's a w- weird
0: pull. Yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised to see that. I was like, whoa. Um, I but did it- not expect to see that character in this
2: book. Which I guess I wondered this may be too far far back thinking because i know remember a few years ago a couple of years ago when they kind of brought them back out for a story or something that that they were doing i was like if they couldn't have been putting them out for any just no no reason outside of like maybe copyright or something but maybe they did it for this or maybe that was just a coincidence i don't know
0: anyway yeah so uh next up marvel comics number 1000 Believe it or not, this is actually a potential click of the week. It's a great trip down memory lane, but it also serves to start a story that will be expanded upon in the upcoming year. Uh, There's lots of fun short stories that remind you that you can actually tell a good story in one page. And um, one note, and I was wondering if you had read this or not, because I wanted to mention that not often, but here and there in the book, some of these one-page stories involve um marvel concepts that aren't necessarily based in the comics but are based in the mcu right and it's interesting to see how some of the mcu concepts get um mixed in a little bit so the next so whenever it is you find yourself flipping through this oh, you'll let you know talk- You'll spot them, and uh, you'll see what I mean. In the, you know um, when you read it. So right. Um. the only thing
2: I was going to say about it is like yeah, I hadn't read it yet, and I was like, I think this has been it's hyped up for in the last month or two or three or six months, or however, when we've been knowing about it. I think that might be lending, had, itself yeah, as uh, to
0: why I didn't read it. Or sure. to I going. had fun. I had fun reading it, um, and I also wanted to note that uh, the some of some. Of the creators, not all of the creators. There are some creators that are uh, tasked with dealing with characters that we know them that that are 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 basically synonymous with their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, some creators are tasked with telling the telling a story with a character you wouldn't necessarily expect them to use. So it's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. And I know there's a story out there. I don't think I, I saw it, but I may
2: not have pulled it about. Um, and this could have been like a, a hot take or something, but it sounds like there's a Captain America story in there that's maybe goes a length to not make a political statement. I don't, I don't know. Like I, I just saw, happened to see this article, and i was like, I'll come back to it after I read it and see. I was about what,
0: to say, this this month's Captain America story went <laughs> it was pretty political. Um, just just the, the 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 book, the regular book. Um, but anyway. The, Uh, the last book I have is Spider-Man life story. Number six, this is definitely worth taking a look at because it's really not a bad alternate reality version of the Spider-Man story. Now the conceit here is that it's um, told in real time. So you're dealing with um, uh, Peter Parker um, in the, uh, the, uh, you know, everything from uh, Vietnam forward, basically. Right. you know uh, uh having received his spider powers right before um the uh the start of the war, so it's an interesting way to see how it could have played out if things were being followed um in real time with the addition of events that have happened. You know, in 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 uh, in the comic book sense, and kind of evolving the concept to include older heroes in some of these issues, right? You know, like older heroes and some of the same concepts. So uh, it's 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 pretty interesting. It was definitely worth a uh, worth a read. So um, it was uh, it was definitely it it was definitely pulled off better than I expected. Um, question is it actually Vietnam going back to it I'm not sure I have to go back and look I don't remember if they actually named it or not because you know right I honestly have to go back and check right gotcha
2: okay cool well for myself uh, let's see She-Hulk annual number one Did you didn't um Hmm, it's kind of surprised. So this is Yeah. So I guess well, I wanted to say Sin because the Phantom Four wasn't an old book, but basically this is older She Hulk and not meaning older in age, meaning um a an older version than the current version that we have now. This is I guess you could say this is kind of a classic, uh a more classic version of She Hulk. It is not fourth wall breaking She Hulk, I should point out though. Um, and I can't really place well you can kind of place a timeline but not really so um, this is one of those acts of evil uh, kind of tie-in books um, tie-in issues and it's her going up against essentially her going up against Bullseye but except for not so the premise is um, hey, do you remember when um, Ar- Ar- Octavius took over the the the, um, the body of Peter Parker? Yeah, of course. Well, this is kind of a similar thing, and with a similar premise, sorta, kinda. But as we know from then, nothing like that would ever work, and should never work in in this particular um, instance. And, and they do go the lengths of that. So, um. Jennifer, well, the machine Smith basically goes to Jennifer to get a case because he wants to get something back from some from somebody, and she's basically saying, like, "Well, you're not you; you are a distinct entity, and you know, you being a low low person would know the the, the you know the, the differences between that, I'm sure." But so the the machine Smith basically hatches this elaborate plan to essentially change her mind about that. But we don't get that up until the last few pages um and it, it this is kind of set or at least very very much starts back when a real thing well not a quote-unquote real thing happened but when reed richards and tony Starks and them thought hey we should have a brain scan of all the avengers and you know uh hemp francis four stuff just to keep on record to you know for reasons of like say mind control or whatever and it has come up um not often but once or twice like i think and i go back to superior spider-man because if i remember correctly uh they were going to take a brain scan of octavius while he's in peter's body just to see if it matches up with the one with the record they had of him but it it didn't work because well it didn't happen because he got out of it. And like I said, I, and I do remember when the thing actually came up. So I was like, well, this is the thing that actually happened in comics. So, uh, that they've used, but basically what ends up happening is, and I'm air quoting here. She Hulk's gets, she Hulk's brain gets put into Bo- a eye's body and vice versa, but come to find out that it didn't necessarily happen like that. Because again, something like that wouldn't actually work. And that kind of bears out during the course of this book. And she finally gets it at the end of this book. Hmm. Uh, why is it something like well not necessarily well the fact that something like that not necessarily why and it kind of sort of changes her mind about you know the the what started this whole thing off in a sense um, and she takes Machine Man's case which I'm sitting here like why would you still do that given he caused she he caused you problems but anyway it was it was a, it was an interesting kind of fun read
0: in a way but and I I don't know what I was expecting out of it at this point. Machine Smith is one of those characters that uh, got a little shine in the Ant Man, right. uh, Spencer series. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of it, it's kind of cool to see that iteration, which is which is someone who is much more in the gray area of the law, right? Uh, kind of residing. So it's it's kind of cool that um, this is coming up. It's also cool that at least, um, She Hulk is getting a little bit of shine in a, in a, in, a, in a what you would think is a solo book. Because um, she doesn't have she doesn't have any uh, solo books out right now. No, so. she does not Yeah, and she's only with
2: which actually I forgot to mention that in the, the Avengers her uh, the Avengers thing her sliding appearance slash um, personality change. Like I get it, but it's still kind of weird. You know, for her. You know, when she ever she gets mad, she you know she gets monosyllabolic and you know, but she keeps some control and she gets less green and kind of slightly more like her old self. Right, but but a little bit more built, but it's still kind of weird that happens. Anyway, like I said, it is what it is on this one. So and yeah, as we will find out in the news coming up. There's there's definitely more She Hulk news to be had, and as Slot would say, it was like, hey, this is a good time for Marvel to maybe put out an omnibus of She Hulk, hmm. which I didn't think was a thing that didn't happen already. So that's a that's a whole other situation. Uh, anyway, um, let's see, Marvel team up number five. Um, which uh, just kind of like I said about Fantastic the Fantastic Reward issue, it's this seems more like a Captain Marvel issue with Kamala sidelining or not sidelining, sidekicking more than an actual team up. Um, and you can even tell by the by the by the title, it's Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, and not Miss Marvel, who as I assumed the book this was, you know, and and Captain Marvel, but again, I'm not sure, you know. How how this book is still going to progress, but regardless, um, yeah, we found out that the the Marvel that we thought was Marvel was not Marvel, and that it's, I dare say, I guess we can go ahead and say it's a retcon, a, a um, and I dare say an almost cinematics type uh, retcon of something that happened in Carol's um Carol's um history. Or, or, or origin rather. Mm-hmm. So, but that aside, you know, but things basically end up not being what they perceived to be. Carol has some issues, uh, wrestling, wrestling with some issues with her, um, with one side of her, and Kamala's there, and they had a little tiff again, and that kind of got worked out, and, you know, the, the the plot unfolded, and, uh, not necessarily resolved, but, um, brought in at the end of the issue a new wrinkle and this and that in lies another cinematic tie even though i know that the what they referenced is not a cinematic tie but it is is in this case seemingly because there's a group that gets called thanks to um fake marvell i'll call them because you hadn't read it well you read enough to know that who that is right but you know, dude calls up some Kree because he had a plan to kind of get back a decree, basically. And they send out somebody to uh, to meet him and turns to find out that it's uh, a a group that we have seen in a recent movie. Let's say, there's that, um, and that's going to cause some problems in the next issue. Transformers number eleven is my last book. Um, basically, Megatron's plot hits hits a little snag, but he kind of handles it in a way that. um you know, being the the I don't want to say mastermind, the 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 scheming person that uh, Mergatron is, even though he's well, he's a senator. I mean, so there you go. um And we find out, you know, that he's undercover, but it doesn't seem like he's doing a great job of it because it seems kind of obvious on one of But the real thing the big point, I guess, that comes out in this issue is that, um, the Ascenticons, which is Med, Med, uh, Megatron's group uh, that he's fronting, and there's Ooh. some behind the king... <laughs> well, come to find out that in the end of the book, Megatron makes this kind of big speech, and we see a the, the uh, Ascenticon figure, or the symbol, which was already kind of familiar, turn into a very familiar symbol Um uh, um, that folks know, and it should and, uh, it should be pointed out that uh, if I'm not mistaken, so I've uh, I even when this this um this volume started, what in the world? Oh, um, when this volume started, it wasn't sure about the time frame of this book. Like I thought, it was like before the Great War, and it this book is not this uh is not giving me any reason to believe that it's not so this could possibly still be a prequel to everything that ends up going on or that's going on in the, the old comic books um, or even you know the 84 stuff but not necessarily because basically this seems more in line with the old you know with the, the last volume of Transformers books and there are a lot of them but we still don't know that but it just seems like that because this looks like this is basically the if spoiler alert the, the forming of the Decepticons okay yeah and that is it clicks of the week clicks of the week uh we have two from our uh, erstwhile companions who are not here and i don't know if uh did you put any notes in his ones or no well tim's is house of x number three um, no.
0: As Roddy would say, very little
2: surprise there. <laughs> Basically. And uh, Dirt is uh, Detective Comics 1010321. And
0: little surprise there. Yeah, kind of. As well, because that is, as PCN Dirt is fond of saying, the one Batman comic he can follow. Which, um yeah,
2: that that's, you know, says more about him than the, the books.
0: But anyway, oh. I was about to say, it also, it also says a lot about you know Tom King's run, which is well, that I'm always ready to drop <laughs> at a moment's notice. Well, that could be
2: said. I'm sure there are some people out there that are oh. actually enjoying it, though. But actually, I was going to ask you: you didn't happen to read uh, Batman Superman, did you? No. This week. Yeah, I meant to read that and I didn't get a chance to. And also, um, uh, Batman: Curse of the White Knight, which I kind of skimmed through, but I didn't put it in there because you know, I didn't really get through the whole thing, or not yet get through the whole thing. But those are out this week. Um. So unless you got your pick.
0: Yeah. Okay. Easy. Uh, I had a couple of contenders this week, but I'm going to end up going with what I had the most fun reading, uh, which was Thor number 16. I can dig it. That was pretty good.
2: Um, oh, I want to point out that um, for myself, even though I was like dreadful, dreadfully behind um, Black Science number forty two came out this week, which is the last issue of that run or that that series. Um, and I know I was I was on board with that at the beginning, but kind of got you know once they took on break, they uh, I uh, kind of got lost. So I'm hoping to catch up with it to to see what ends up happening. But for cool. my pick, yeah, uh, I think I am going to go with Doctor Strange number eighteen. Sure, it's a good one and done. hmm, pretty much. You know, so that was a couple of good, couple of good uh, joints this week, but there is that um, we 're going to get to the first ad read of the night.
0: Our first ad read of the night is for blue aprons meal delivery service blue apron get fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with blue apron always shipped free right to your home and Now the listeners of the comic book chronicles can get thirty dollars off your first blue apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us, that's cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. Now we get into the news. (music) All right. Uh, Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Get to our first news story. Our first news story is uh, there's a report that Matrix number four is looking to cast a young Morpheus. Uh, So after months of rumors and speculation, Warner Brothers confirmed that that fourth Matrix film is in active development with uh, co-director Lana Wachowski and stars Keanu Reeves and Carrie-Anne Moss expected to return. However, as we noted last week, not included in the announcement was Lawrence Fishburne, who portrayed Morpheus across the original sci-fi trilogy so according to Variety sources close to the production have indicated that studio execs may be searching for an actor to portray (coughs) excuse me a younger incarnation of the character for the planned sequel and Roddy Cat's audio is no longer with us he's no longer with us and we're gonna figure it out, uh-huh. Brody Cat. Aha! Uh-huh. You, know you know what? would
2: happen if you don't hit me? Because I was sitting there. I was like, "Why is he?" I was getting the story. Why is he talking?
0: And then I realized I was on mute. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is? <laughs> what? You don't. You don't remember that from? Um, there's a there, there's an era of Stone Cold Steve Austin where he was saying what, and all the people said.
2: No, but you just reminded me of uh, of, of 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 another clip that needs a pull. Uh, uh, um, I need to
0: pull. I need to pull Stone Cold saying what? I,
2: no, I can safely say it will not be a wrestling quote. <laughs> this is coming from
0: me. Uh, anyway, next story. Well, I was like, I could see your mouth moving, and I went like this. I was like doing the I don't hear anything. So, oh well, I got the
2: I had the green room things closed, so I didn't see you. I got you. I got you. So, um, so anyway, um, Matrix Concept artist Jeff Darrow and Steve Scrokey on board for part four. So apparently I did not realize this, but um, um, these names are slightly familiar to me, even though I don't think I've uh, read any books that they've... Well, it might have, it might have been something.
0: Anyway, um, artist Jeff, Jeff Darrow... I will say Jeff Darrow has a lot of uh, um, his own creator stuff. Right. Steve Scrooge, um did some Spider Man work that you yeah. might be with. That's what I'm saying. I have seen like
2: yeah, I've seen works of both of them, uh, but I not necessarily read it, you know, that's the, uh Jeff Darrow of Child and Cowboy, uh and amongst other things. Uh, but anyway, but apparently they are they were concept artists on the previous Matrix films and they are going to be on the on excuse me, um conceptual designer on the three Matrix films and they're going to be on the fourth one. So, there you go.
0: Alrighty. Next up. Um, Star Wars timeline gives official titles for the prequel, original, and new trilogy. So, talk about RedCon. Well,
2: not necessarily. They're just basically official titles for the for, the, uh, for them. And the TLDR is, they're basically going, they're lining up with the comics, the recent comics. So the the, uh, the Age of Resistance, Age of Rebellion, and the Age of Republic, which have all been, if you've been reading any or watching any of those Star Wars um, one-shot books, those are all named for the similar eras uh, of timeline history. So obviously, um, you know, the, the prequels are the Age of Rebu- Republic, the Age of Repu- Rebellion is the original trilogy, Age of Resistance is the sequels and they're just lining them up like that. Synergy. It's all working. Uh, next up. Oh, we should point out um hey, guess what? D23 happened as we said last week and a lot of this news a lot of this news is coming out of there.
0: Yep. That's you. You're up next.
2: Uh Clone Wars returned on Disney Plus in February.
0: So <laughs> Nice. That's a cool that's a cool thing to come back. I knew I I, I understood that was going to come back on uh, Disney Plus, but yes. it's nice that it's coming back relatively quick. Mhm. Well, yeah, cuz they
2: had announced that during celebration, I believe. Um, the last celebration and yeah, and people were excited about it. Me being one of them and I think you were too, having have have now oh, the watched them. it. Right. Yeah. So, that that is good news.
0: Uh mm-hmm. anyway, caught up um next up the first poster for the mandalorian uh show on disney plus brings us back to tatooine for binary sunset hmm and while we're on that, uh, hey,
2: guess what? There's, um, well, I'll just, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the Mandalorian showrunner talks about exploring the freaky, quote-unquote, Mad Max, Mad Max, oh, excuse me, the freaky Mad Max aspect of Star Wars, quote-unquote. So I guess that's going to tell you something about what's going on. But you don't have to worry about that because there's because of the next
0: article. Watch the first trailer for Disney's The Mandalorian. Did you watch it? I have not. It's, it's
2: not bad. I mean, it doesn't seem like it gives away too much, but it's, 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 it looks good. I, I will say that much. So, yeah, the, the trailer came out during uh, D23 last weekend. Um, you know, if you're so inclined, just check it out. Bigger news. Well, as big news I should say as that, Ming-Na Wen joins Star Wars The Mandalorian. Yeah, and this does not deserve a who because we all know who Ming-Na Wen
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Right. So, a- as I have as I joked when this um um when this came out, I guess this makes her the Mulan no! Oh no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sally
2: got no kind of reaction to that on Twitter. But
0: oh no! Oh. it was pretty terrible. It was-
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Stop it! Hey, boo! Boo! <laughs> we love Ming Ming. Nah, she's you know uh, Agents <laughs> of Shield is, is wrapping up. Uh, this it's, um, oh, oh stop Don't stop it! <laughs> That's bad. Oh my
0: god! It was it was great, that you know
2: it. Anyway, uh, so that's awesome. You know, more reason to check out to check out the Mandalorian. When it uh, drops, November twelfth.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that basically uh, combines with the next story. So mm-hmm. I'll move on to the following story, which is Disney Plus confirms its Obi Wan Kenobi series will begin shooting in twenty twenty. Uh yes and there is some more
2: there's a, another story later on um, about that particular thing which I couldn't shoehorn in because there's a lot a lot a lot uh, so yeah so confirmed it's Ewan McGregor as uh, as Obi-Wan not a movie but a show which I guess they'll probably film it like a movie so I'm sure they'll play it out like that cool Um, let's see what is next all these tabs uh, so uh, amongst the other news from um, the Star Wars or the one particular Star Wars panel uh, that happened that was given all this other news uh, we found out that there's also that Candy and, uh, Cassian Andor Disney Plus show that is still going uh, again, going to happen and we found out a little bit more about that it's, uh, basically sounds like um, they it'll go into production next year so that means we probably won't see it for the, for a bit, and we found out the the uh, time frame that it's going to be set in, which, obvious since that character kind of came out in Rogue One, it's going to right. be set before then. And there was a, a, I guess an amusing tidbit from Alan Tudyk who suggested that the um, show be called K Two Fast, K Two Furious.
0: Oh no. <laughs>
2: And if you know who Alan Tudyk plays in Rogue One, you you know why he's, that says that.
0: So anyway, yeah, there's that. Moving along. All right. Lucasfilm revealed that the First Order, all oh, revealed the First Order Jet Trooper from Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So that is a new type of First Order Stormtrooper.
2: Mm-hmm. Mom, there's new figures. Right. So you can see yeah, them on display right there. Um cool. Ray wields a new lightsaber in Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker F- Skywalker first look. Uh uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's appropriate. So, yeah, we're uh, apparently things are going to get a little dark for Ol' Ray and or maybe we don't know what's going to happen.
0: Right, and we see a new version of a double-bladed lightsaber.
2: <laughs> As I think um, Mark Hamill said on Twitter, it's like, it's a, it's a switchblade, <laughs> switchblade
0: lightsaber. And, and I, I don't know if you saw the, the various gifs or gifs that came out, but one of them was of uh, a Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty. Yeah, thought that's, that's what
2: that's what Hamill has said. Yeah, I'm sorry. He said Swiss Army knife, not switchblade. I said that.
0: But. Yeah. Okay. I was about to. Say, I'm like, I don't remember because I did, I just didn't know that he said uh, Swiss Army knife, but I know that uh, graphic artists had created a, a Swiss Army knife look for it. So. Right.
2: So yeah, I don't know if that was around the same time, or he said, and somebody went with it, or it just happened to be coincidental around the same time. But yeah, I have not yet watched this um, this spot, and I had intended on doing it. Because I'm curious as to, and I'm trying, I definitely, you know, I mean, the movie's going to come out this week, so there's going to be a limited amount of stuff that I want to see before the movie comes out. And actually, shoot, I mean, we're at the end of August, going into September, it's not going to be that much longer. Nah, just Christmas time. Yeah. So, you know, but anyway, hey, if you're in so inclined that you haven't checked it out already, (laughs) just go for it. Next up. is you. Uh, Star Wars: the Rise oh, of noise is yeah, me? But, No, that is you.
0: My bad. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker may feature yet another Death Star yes. because you know, if, if you, can- Earth, you don't succeed, yeah. try, try, try
2: one think- more. One next more. try again there we go yeah because um, and that is counting skywalker i mean sky, sky killer base from from um from um well actually technically let me see the first step a yeah actually that is yeah never mind that's three because i thought it was four um but apparently yeah,
0: it was three hey three times
2: the charm right All right this is the third time you know and hopefully <laughs> at
0: some point someone will figure out how the force works um,
2: Well, I mean, I think somebody's already done that. That's what. That's there why there's go. been so much kerfuffle.
0: That's <laughs> not how the forest works.
2: Yeah, you know. Hey, uh. it is now. But yeah, so hey, we might get another Death Star. You know, because. Well, wait a minute. Um, actually, it would be four. No, you counted it right. This is the fourth one. If you yeah. count. Killer Base. That's what I'm saying. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah, so I was like, what was I going back for? Yeah, no,
0: I, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe you weren't counting Star Killer Base. No, before. no,
2: I was, because I was going to say, because I was going to say, yeah, counting Star Killer Base, that, that's four. Right. And then right. some, I second-guessed myself for some reason.
0: Right, because you've got uh, New Hope, mm-hmm. you've got... It uh, was in an uh, Empire, and then it came out right. in Return of the Jedi. Exactly. So, yeah, it was over the course of those two movies, you get the second. Mm-hmm. You get Killer Base, and then you get... Uh, this latest, one. this whatever this one's going to be, yeah. So, hey this, the, the Empire loves the Death
2: Star. Who knew? Um, next up, oh, some very, 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 very joyous. Actually, I'm going to put the next two together because uh, they are related. Uh, so, from the Disney Plus side of things, we're going to be some new series. Uh, one of which being Miss Marvel. And uh, I am happy to see that. So yeah, apparently uh, the Disney- Marvel is developing a live action series for Disney Plus uh, surrounding uh, Miss Marvel, hiring British writer uh, Bisha uh, K Ali. I apologize if that is uh, if I messed up your name, but uh, Ali is a comedian who is currently staff writer on Hulu's remake of Four Weddings and a Funeral. So. There you go. And in addition to the uh, to the Miss Marvel news, there's also going to be a Moon Knight and She-Hulk live action shows uh, that uh, Disney Plus are going to be doing. So we get um, Marvel's Batman, sorta. Of. I mean, it's not not a one to one, obviously. And obviously, there's been speculation of you know uh, what take are they going to use for Moon Knight. You know, the obvious choice would probably be um, the last run with Mr. Knight. You
0: it's know. possible. I mean, Moon Knight, for better or worse, actually does have a decent amount of uh, stories to choose from in mm-hmm. various iterations. It kind of depends on what look they're going for. If they are looking for the Mr. Knight um, aesthetic, if they want him running around in the white suit doing kind of supernatural investigations, yeah. then that can be the direction they go in. But if they're looking to do the full cape cowl moon jet with Frenchie at the helm. Right. I kind of they doubt
2: they're going to do that. that. Yeah. I, I feel, I don't know. Part of me is like, yeah, I would like to see that, but I kind of feel like they probably won't do
0: that. Um, I mean, that's a great aesthetic. That you know, just seeing like him jumping in the air and seeing the moon cape, you know right. form the moon. That's pretty. You know that that that's that's kind of priceless. But yeah, uh, that'd be dope. Can, I'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oops, sorry.
2: Sorry about that, folks. I hit the mic. Um, let's
0: see. And with that, yeah. Next up, then, um, Marvel's Wandavision show to co-star Darcy from Thor and Ant-Man's FBI babysitter, Agent uh, Jimmy Woo, which is really weird. Yeah, right? Um, I was very much taken aback by this news because while I love the fact that these characters are going to remain within the MCU, it's really weird to see... Of all characters that they would, uh, that these two in particular would be guest starring in the Wandavision show,
2: right? From two different, from two different corners of the
0: MCU, right? These two into this, which leads to some very confusing, at least ideas up front about how they would be crossing over and what has happened to them post their appearances in their most recent Marvel movies.
2: Well, so there is news on that later in the show, which I guess I could pull up right now, but now I'll I'll wait. We'll just get to it. Yeah, Um, Because, yeah, there's been a little bit more development on on that, sort of. Falcon and Winter Soldier, Sharon Carter returning, and Wyatt Russell plays U.S. Agent, which I will go ahead and say, I guess that's their villain for the show.
0: Yeah. And Wyatt Russell is actually... um, Probably not, but still. I don't like U.S. Agent. What's that? I said as a, he's
2: probably not the the, the um. Well, he actually he probably could be. I I mean he's personally he wonderful. he he's he's he's, really he's the wonderful. bad guy to me because he's U.S. agent and I can't stand right. U.S.
0: Agent, he's but be one of the bad guys, I presume.
2: Yeah, so. and and whether they're going to go like they did with uh, nuke and uh and Jessica Jones and kind of, you know, not do the whole the classic thing or whether he's actually going to be the antagonist in some sort of way.
0: I get the feeling that they might introduce him as uh the patriot character that they uh that they started that they started the John Walker character as. Mm. Way back when. Um I just wanted to note that White Russell is uh Kurt Russell's son. And I think it's Goldie ha- you know, and Goldie Hawn's, uh son as well. Right. Which so, it looks like um uh
2: what's his face from Saturday
0: Night Live in this picture.
2: Um I can't remember. Uh, Last Man on Earth. Oh, Will right, Forte. are you
0: talking about? Oh, Will, Will Forte? Forte.
2: Yeah, oh. he kind of looks like that in this picture. Which I don't know that that says, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that is. The, yes, I, I didn't put that connection together. Um. Anyway. Um, Marvel new, uh, releases new details for Loki, What If, and more at D23. So yeah, so we get a little bit more information on the Loki series uh, and a good bit more on the What If series that is, which is the animated series uh, based on the classic uh, cartoon series uh, and uh, you know, we which we already knew that there's a bunch of uh, characters, you know, live action characters from the MCU that will be voicing their characters in the what if series um, up into possibly including Tom Holland there there's a story on that later, but we don't never know no, no, well I don't actually, I may not have put that in the story it might be in the click section but click break section but yeah there's a story surrounding that given that other news
0: but yeah um, that's the thing uh, continuing with the Disney plus uh, what if story uh, Peggy Carter is Captain Britain uh, in one of the uh, teased uh, episodes of What If on Disney Plus. So that's pretty cool. Voiced by Haley Atwell.
2: hmm. So that ought to be cool to see when I, when I do that. Um, speaking of Haley Atwell, um, <laughs> apparently there was this came up as a thing, and she was asked whether or not Steve told her or told her, her, her character, Peggy, about kissing her niece. Huh. Uh, and she handles it, you know, in a, in a pretty good style. So, if you watch the video, I'm not gonna give it away.
0: Cool. Uh, next up, alrighty. In apparently surprising news, uh, <laughs> the series Book of Enchantment that was being developed for Disney Plus is no longer in development. It was it was based on a book, Villains by Serena Valentino, which would which and had been in development for more than a year. Uh, but the report says the plug was pulled over creative reasons related to the show's tone and direction and I saw that name of the person
2: writing the book I'm like wait when did she write a book but it's not the same person I'm thinking of and I won't don't look up that name or don't look up a similar name if you know who I'm talking about so yeah I we were not sure what this was in the first place so I guess this is it is what it is on that um come on come on Disney Plus will give subscribers four simultaneous, kind of four ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, simultaneous mm. streams and free 4K. You know, adding to well, I mean, this is you know, if you don't have 4K, it's not going to really do you that much good. But nevertheless, hey, just more little perks for um for Disney Plus subscribers because Lord knows that he didn't give a whole lot already <laughs> for some people.
0: Um. So next up. All Uh Disney Plus offer reduces okay, the cost to less day. than $4 per month for three years. So this is an offer where uh, if you pay ahead for three years, the cost of the subscription uh, is reduced to less than $4 a month. So yeah. if uh, you are willing to commit for that long, then you can get the best deal. I mean, there's a lot of people talking about they were going to
2: commit to this in a way well before this when this was just a name. Right. And dropping Netflix and blah, 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 and this and the other. So I'm pretty sure there is some, uh, some, some, you know, some some probably people have already dropped into this. Now, there was some question on our back channel uh, whether this is included with the uh, other deal that we talked about uh, last week. And I'm still not entirely sure, but I think it, there may be a kind of similar deal for it. But I, I don't know for certain because I didn't go through the motions. And those motions would be if you don't, if you have to sign up at the D23 account for an account. And then like 24 hours, 24 to 36 hours later, you will, uh, will get notification on this deal. Gotcha. And if you feel like it's so inclined, which um, if you're not already uh, a Disney fan and, you know, already have an account and you're doing this for this, you would probably already do that. So, anyway, that's the thing. Go forth. Next. Um, I think two. I'm waiting for this thing to load. Up. Here we go. Um, speaking of Disney Plus stuff, Avengers Endgame will stream on Disney Plus beginning in December, and I believe that is exclusive to
0: uh, Disney Plus. I think Endgame's going to actually start streaming on Netflix. I thought uh, those. was... No, not on Netflix. Was it Hulu?
2: No. Uh, well, I mean, either way, it's going to be in that thing, but right, I, thought I said...
0: Right, no, Not. it wouldn't be on Netflix, but... Um... Right. But I could have sworn I saw that it was going to be streaming on Amazon. That's it. Hmm. It'll be streaming on Amazon at the same time. Okay.
2: Wait, through. Oh, through a Prime or through, yeah, through. Prime. Huh, interesting. Okay. That's my understanding. Well, I thought there was something. I thought they said something about it being exclusive here, but maybe not. Okay. Or I'm thinking of something else. So, yeah, okay. So that's the thing. I mean, it right. was gonna, we knew it was going to come there regardless, but. You know. Right. It's a thing, but basically, this is also noting the other stuff that's going to be there day one, or the other movies that are going to be there. It's not all of the MCU, but it's a, a good clump of them.
0: Right. So, in 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 uh, some more animation news on Disney Junior of all things, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marvel's Spidey and his amazing friends is going to come out, and it's geared towards preschoolers and their families. The series is set to debut in 2021, and we will be the first full-length Marvel series for the Disney Junior audience, and the characters involved are going to be Peter Parker, Miles Morales, and Gwen Stacy, a.k.a. Ghost Spider. So the the technical (laughs)
2: definition of Spider-Friends, as opposed to uh, us of a certain vintage who got... Spider-Man, Iceman, and Firestar. I'm not going to lie, when I saw this, except for the, the start where I was like, okay, the shoe's going to drop with the sword. I was, I was thinking, okay, they're going to do Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends, and it's going to be them again. And Yeah, we can only hope. And it's not. But still, this crew's cool. And it's basically, it sounds like it's going to be a um, much younger, I guess this might be the younger version, the youngest version of, of uh, Spidey that we've gotten? I think so. Um, because yeah, I think he's gonna be in. Is he gonna be in grade school? Or something. Regardless, he's gonna be younger than even I think. Wait, what was the youngest uh, animated version? I guess it's this one in. Um, that's that's currently going now, right? Uh I think oh, so. Yeah. So regardless, yeah. So right. So Disney Junior, that's a cable channel, correct? That is a crazy cable channel, but I mean, it's all gonna is be that on Disney Plus. it on Disney Plus. More than likely, probably. Yeah. yeah so I we can't don't see why not. Need
0: we don't know for sure but it's it seems likely i got you
2: right i get And even it doesn't say here but i I can't see why they would not put that on there but you know who knows uh next up oh thank you every two years there we go stupid auto Ugh! marvel and disney reveal moon girl and devil dinosaur cartoon with lawrence fishburne so uh yeah Lawrence Fishburne's producing um a, a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur animated show. That's going to be on the Disney Channel and more than likely to Disney Plus at some point if not mm-hmm. at launch. So yeah, um if you're looking at the video you can see a uh looks like what looks to be the the style the art style that they're going to use for it. It looks all right. Let's go. Cool. Um and I've seen buzz on the Twitterverse about, you know, casting for it and some people are saying, well, you know, the casting should be easy considering Mars Fishbone is on blackish and so is um um I can't remember the little girl's name, thanks. Uh that that the plays with the little girls on um until I plays the little girl on blackish as um as a L- Lunella. I don't okay. know what it says here. And and there's no and that's not official, that's just that's just people speculating. Sure. Because um, I know she's got she's got some things going on also, so that's you know, if that's the right. case then you know.
0: Well if they're looking for age appropriate cats.
2: Exactly, she would be close. Yeah. So but that's not necessarily something they're gonna do that or even thought about, but yeah, I guess that could that makes kind of sense. Regardless, hey, that is a project that is coming <laughs> as much as I hate to say this soonish but not sure. done that really soon. It's probably gonna be sometime next year I guess.
0: right? Because it is animation after all. So exactly. Um, in our next story, uh, the next Ma- Marvel rising special introduces a future Thunderbolt to the series. So this is, uh, this is the, um, uh, the, 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 Marvel rising, uh, animation, ca- uh, show focuses on a group of younger characters. It, it's a relatively diverse group that includes, um, uh, Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel, and uh, I, I forget the the character from the Inhumans. Um, Quake, no, oh yeah, Quake, and there's another one as well. Um, but uh, but in any event, uh, in particular, this uh, this special one of the uh, one of the promos released shows that Screaming Mimi is going to appear. So <laughs> this says. is free a Songbird, right? thank you that's what i was trying to
2: remember i was like wait i know that's not her name now right right so yeah and, and then who i guess she showed up in something fairly recent in the comics but yeah you know, um regardless yeah that's the thing uh patriot also um or a version of patriot also i think the the current version of patriot also has been in marvel rising but i think it's mostly centered around like the ladies like you know captain marvel has been in there spider gwen and such and such and and, and uh Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, but I know Patriot is around and I think there's probably somebody else. So yeah, it's just one more name to the pot. Next, I think it's you.
0: I just read uh, Marvel Rising. Uh,
2: I need to do better about that. Okay.
0: Black Widow footage leaks
2: online. Will please Winter Soldier fans. So yeah, so apparently there was some leaked footage of um, the Black Widow movie that leaked online before D twenty three happened, and and I say that because I believe there. Yep, I will take this next one also um, because there was actually a Black Widow trailer that happened at D twenty three. We don't still don't know when it's going to be released, apparently. But yeah, you can go check out that trailer if you're so inclined, and I don't I don't know if it's the same plus stuff that's got leaked or not matter of fact i'm going to take this next one after that too uh because it's yep. kind of related um and with all of that um there is uh apparently black widow's white costume gets shown off at d23 i guess uh presuming around the time um they they showed the trailer and uh yeah somebody took some video of it and i guess some people like it
0: so cool That works. Although that that little uh, headline is, uh, I guess, misleading. Because if you wanted to please Winter Soldier fans, you'd see Bucky show up.
2: Yeah, I guess. I I have not seen the footage myself, so I do not know what it even is.
0: Right. I mean, just based off of the the notations that we have, it's more of a look and feel. Sure. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, and, you know subjective writing um
0: next up yeah so the next story is about wandavision which will be the mcu's first sitcom oh no yeah i and when i first saw this i was like why what huh
2: but if you kind of think about it in it it seems like it's going to quite possibly take notes from king and walter's vision series Mm mm-hmm and uh because they're the, the even this article says something about there's something about nosy neighbors and whatnot so and i and i thought about it for a second like yeah that's still weird but at the same time that yeah i see how that could be played into uh, a sitcom right but it's still weird and it's like i don't know if, i don't know how to feel about that though
0: i mean i can see how we get to that point because right. we first have to establish how the vision is back well there's that uh, Once they do that, they might just decide to settle down now that, uh, you know, like post, you know, post, we don't know what the the situation with the Avengers is going to be. So that's what the vision's life was, you know, from his, you know, from his incarnation till till his death. So we don't know if he if he's ready to kind of move on and live a a domestic life. So that might be the, the natural progression of the story. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, because at first I was thinking, well, they could technically do, like, that missing time that, you know, when they were together, um, you know, during during um, Infinity War. I guess they could have done something with that, but I don't know, that, that doesn't seem like a way to go. But Right. So, yeah, like I said, they, they, it seemed like they could be taking more notes from Division series. Sure. As opposed to, or at least that's you know speculation I right
0: it's going to be weird but let's not lie we're going to be on board to see it it's so. oh yeah we're going to watch it for sure you know. but yeah you know, cuz i
2: need to I, I i need you know as much as i'm thinking like I'm not i'm not sure how i feel about it I definitely need to see what's going to happen with it sure uh next up um come on come on here we go oh kit Harri- Harrington just can't get away from um swords and armor <laughs> <laughs> confirmed as black knight in eternals Yes, folks, Eternals. Which I thought about this, you know, I thought about this. So I was like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. But except for it does, when you consider the fact that uh, Black Knight, being an Avenger, has been an Avenger in the past, has um, had some ties to an Eternal, right? Who was also an Avenger. Was also an Avenger at the time. Yes, exactly. Obviously, that that connection is probably not going to get um, uh, brought up in the film. Uh, and as I said on Twitter, I'm like, man, if if that he and human stuff could have gotten together, they could've added the, the uh the third party in that little triangle. Because oh, cool. Crystal was also in uh an Avenger at the time and had a thing with uh with uh, Dane Whitman Black Knight
0: sure it's a shame it's a shame I, as you know like uh some people just say oh you know too bad so sad and it's generally my opinion about uh about the inhumans but it's just a uh, a shame that uh it got uh, wasted and the hope is that they are able to recover the uh, the property in the sense that they can relaunch it so mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna pull in this next story also because it's related
2: Sure. In that Feige, that will be Kevin, uh, sees potential in Kit Harrington's Black Knight Beyond Eternals, and I say the nay Because yeah, okay, Dane and Black Knight was an alright character. I don't there's really not that really much ex, you know okay, yeah, sure there's the Ebony Blade stuff, but there's there's really not much in there to make him a thing. Like at at worst he's one stem short of Hank Pym and not in smarts area mm-hmm. uh and then on the other side of that he's kind of ant man in well could potentially be because he's been played a couple different ways in the in the uh comics right in in the past you know and they've they've thrown him on teams and you know he's
0: come in and done something but i don't he's i, I don't this is it, me talking, not that difficult
2: character card. to make a thing
0: out of it. All right, it's a difficult character to make something of. So, right. But uh, if this is Marvel just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if it sticks, they generally have a good track record of seeing stuff stick. Sure. Um, so in related Eternals news, uh, Gemma Chan, uh, she of uh, Minerva, Minor fame, uh, was cast as Cersei for the Eternals. So that is Cersei, not from Game of Thrones, but Cersei from the Eternals, or from DC uh, Wonder Woman or whatever. Yeah, right. So just another in a long line of characters named Cersei. Um, And yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that's pretty cool that they've continued to add characters, and that was a character that. Uh, we had not yet seen casting of
2: right? And people were sp- hoping that it, you know, it wasn't going to be like, hey, her Manova character in co- in in paint again or something or other. But you know, just not necessarily saying that that still couldn't hold true. But we know Cersei enough to know that that's not, you know, that's right, right.
0: she's just running around in a green bathing suit, which
2: is fine for me. I mean, yeah, you know, hey, works it out. And, um, as we have just said, but without saying much. This is the Eternal that um Dane Whitman has had uh, some history with. Mhm. So you can put two and two together and think they're that's probably going to be in the Eternals. So more likely than not. Yep. Next up, um speaking of Eternals, we get uh, an early look at the Eternals casting characters in costume and who they are. So um you know, if you see this uh the the picture that I am putting up uh, from the D twenty three panel, then yeah, you can see the everybody on stage and pictures of their characters in costume. They, you know, sure, yeah. I mean, they, they are they are uh, screen
0: appropriate looking costumes, not necessarily comic appropriate, but hey, right. Or yeah, not necessarily comic accurate, right. But uh, you know, they're they're definitely plays on some of their looks in the comics. So, mm-hmm. so sorry, no green bathing suit. <laughs> Oh well, no, we don't see, uh, do we have a Cersei up there? Yeah, it's up there. Okay. Yeah, no green bathing suit. <laughs> Ooh, I'm dying!
2: But, I mean, that. but they're still not ruling out, you know. Yeah, there's always the possibility. There, there's going to uh, be some kind of reference to it, like, you know, even if it's just, like, hanging up in her thing or, you sure. Know having a particular scene where she comes out of it or goes into it or something. I don't know.
0: Regardless. That's the thing. Or Eternals news is it's been confirmed to feature the MCU's first married openly gay family man. So there you go. We are getting all of uh, the Eternals that we thought we wanted and more. Yeah, that is true.
2: Um, I don't think it says who it is, but Uh, yeah, I have my speculations. Um, and it's pretty fairly obvious but you know that's fine we'll find out whenever we find out next up when this thing loads Black Panther 2 is coming out in May 2022 you could not see the gesture I just made but that's, you can Im- imagine what it is We're kind of forever. We're exactly uh, so yeah this was also announced during D23 uh, Ryan Coogler is going to be directing again and as he says as it says here is uh, said the team is taking their time with it, quote unquote, in order to get it right.
0: So yay, I happy. <laughs> we knew it was coming; It was just a matter exactly. of when. Exactly. So at the end, at the at the end of the day, with uh, the 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 scheduling that was put forth. In uh, uh, during uh, the San Diego Comic Con panel, this slots right in between some of the uh, the movies that are coming out later on in that in that time period. So it's going to work out. Now we're going to see, I think, a lot more of uh, these slots being filled in as the phase starts to come into um, the next phase of the Marvel Universe starts to come, you know, into a more clearer picture. Not to be confused with Dan Slott,
2: who has nothing to do with...
0: Oh, no. Yes. Um,
2: May 6th, if I didn't say before, uh, May 6th, 2022 is when it's coming. Somebody said on Twitter, like, I like how they they believe we're still going to be around uh, a couple of years from now in relation (laughs) to the state of the world and the way it's being run now and and such and such and such. But hey, you know what? You have to plan yeah exactly uh next up
0: yeah so the marvel phase for d23 trailer teases a feature of the mcu so um yeah kind of uh kind of what i was just talking about before about how the d23 news you know basically uh slots in more Information over the next phase or two, or even of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. I didn't. I haven't seen the, the
2: teaser trailer, but I'm pretty certain it's basically a lot of stuff. The, a lot of the shows that we just um, mentioned, sure. plus the ones we already knew about. You know, kind of logos and whatnot of it. So, cool. Uh, next up, Tom Holland and Kevin Feige on Spider-Man's future after Marvel Marvel Sony talks collapse, but collapse. Ugh. My speech patterns are
0: collapsing. That's because of how we feel about this awful news.
2: Yeah, it's terrible. Um, I believe this is where we find out that um, if we did not say it already.
0: Well, no, a lot week. of this stuff popped up after. Well, March. I
2: know, but I can't. But I think part of this might have been
0: right mentioned. because because part of it was part of it happened at D twenty three, and part of it happened at uh. Keystone Comic Con uh, appearance that uh, Tom Holland had on Sunday. So, uh, well, this
2: was from this particular article is from D twenty three, and I believe this is the one. Yeah, because I think even I'm not sure. Yeah, if I got the story right, Holland made a surprise appearance there and 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 happened to jump on stage with him
0: because I don't think he was was No, he was there to promote an animated movie. Was he? Yes. Oh, no! yeah, 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 yeah. His, the, the Pixar stuff. He expect, yes, yes, like, yes, 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 did yes. not expect him to speak on Spider-Man, but right. he, did. he did. it on his own. Right.
2: That's right. Cause, oh, yeah, and by the way, yeah, so the, the D203 obviously is a lot of Disney stuff, and there was a lot of, there was a good bit of Pixar news, which we're not going over, because you, know, you know, there was already enough news. and Yeah, and slightly out of the purview of this program, even though we've <laughs> dived off that cliff many it, times, I it depends. Yeah, but you know, but nevertheless, that stuff is out there, um, including the the uh, animated uh, Pixar animated thing that he's a part of. So yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew that was like he was he was on stage for that as a surprise, but I couldn't. Yeah, I forgot about that. He was in another thing. Um. Anyway, next up, and so, and I think the the gist of it, which if it was, what I'm trying to say was, I think this may have been when we find out is like he's going to continue playing Spider Man. Uh, regardless of not being
0: right, as far MCU. as he right as far as he knows, he'll be playing Spidey, Apparently, which he has said before. Right? They've already they've already pitched a story um, that's not going to involve the MCU. So we'll see how this goes. Um, there's still you know there's still time. Maybe not as much hope, but there's still time. Mm,
2: yes. A new hope is with that other franchise.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah. We might not get the, the resolution to that to that one thing.
0: Right. So uh, in a related story, mm. uh, the Sony Marvel Spider-Man fallout was linked to the Dark Phoenix failure. And I so, say, as I said on Twitter, Houseway, which Oh, also- According to according to Variety, an inside source claims Disney was motivated to bail out of the talks due to it wanting Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige to devote time to the Marvel properties once owned by Fox, which includes the X Men. That's allegedly so. Allegedly, following Dark Phoenix's disastrous cinematic run, Disney uh, decided to end the negotiations with Sony. And to that, I say. <laughs> That feels like
2: BS to me. Yeah,
0: I think I think that's just a cover story.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously we knew Sony wasn't telling the whole truth as to the breakdown of the negotiations. We already established that. But and which has nothing to do with this anyway cuz that's Fox. And Fox was already was kind of in the getting into the fold of the Disney acquisition. Um and let's face it, folks. Those none of those movies have ever been, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the first one and some would say first class and i don't know some some people have the debate over first class versus uh days of future past i don't I'm, i can't remember where i am on even that. And either way as a whole those x-men movies haven't been that great this one just happens to be the one that has done presumably the worst at this point um and i still don't see how in the world that could have anything to do with this mm. Maybe there's something I'm I'm not seeing and not supposed to see. We're just gonna move on. But that sounds stupid. More related news, though. Go on. Uh, how? How? Yeah, this kind of points back to uh, the what if stuff from earlier. How is Spider Man still in Marvel's what if series? And all I'm going to say that this is just a long a drawn out. Um.
0: um oh, I, this, yeah, I was about to say this is one of those. Yeah, that is actually fairly clear cut. Disney owns the TV rights. Well, yeah. Well um,
2: well saying. let me phrase that. I'm phrase that this article was. I didn't say the expl- oh, I didn't mean the yeah. explanation, but this this article kinda goes I by far length. But anyway, could we'll continue.
0: No, but that's it. That's yeah. it. I was just kinda surprised to hear you say it's it's complicated. It's actually not. Um No, no, the explanation the is actually really is not. It's just right. what the article just goes. Right. Yeah. right, because at the end of the day, that was you know, that was pretty uh that was pretty clear from um the previous Understandings of the rights, right right. which is uh, the movie. The movie rights lay with Sony, but Marvel, uh, Marvel and Disney continue to have the TV rights, and that's where this falls. Right, and we
2: kind of talked about some of that last week when, when right. all of this was talked about. So yeah, like I said, the, it was the article I was talking about, not gotcha. The... Anyway, next up, um, next up, recut they New Men's movie is testing well with audiences. Which, yay
0: hey it's supposed to be more horror-y
2: well yeah I think it was initially that anyway horror-y. yeah <laughs> oh well let's hope it's not horrific because uh, we have enough mutant movies that's horrific um but yeah this is definitely one that they that they have said off the bat that was going to have a more horror tone to it and I guess so I know that we talking about reshoots and I don't know if there's just recuts just reshoots that they've been saying that have been put off for the longest for you know a day and forever is was mixed in with this recut, or this is just stuff from, you know, what they already had. I don't know, but that I mean, it bodes well that 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 is testing well. It's also kind of a bad thing because, you know, putting things in front of a focus groups not always a great thing.
0: Mm, but there's hey. still test audiences because every movie goes in
2: front of a test audience. True, and so and they get sometimes it gets changed from that, but sometimes that doesn't make a movie that much better i'm just saying i mean it, it, it happens more than just movies but you know some i'm just whatever anyway that's my opinion you don't have to believe it all
0: right next up <laughs> i was about to say endgame even went in front of test audiences i uh, well that but that wasn't the point i yeah. know i know so the new mutants uh movie also has released a behind the scenes photo which teases iliana's soul armor in her magic form so that's cool hmm I still think that's a pretty damn good casting choice is
2: based on look i don't know why um but yeah whatever when that movie comes i'm you know every time the movie comes up i'm debating about whether i'm actually going to see that in the movie theater or
0: not same yeah and i'm still not sure where where i am with that so. considering it's not really following in the put in the footsteps of uh the uh the the x-men movies right. you know so it's on its own it's a matter of how much they decide to go with comic stuff so right
2: and at least it's a very specific fairly well-regarded um volume of new mutants in kind of way but i'm like shouldn't you establish them first before you do something like that but at the same time I'm like now nah, you could actually do that and at the same time with this i was about to say if i'm
0: thinking that demon bear storyline is early early in the right. so yeah but obviously
2: you weren't going to get their establishment the way they came out Mm because the the pieces aren't lined up. Regardless, uh, Blade soundtrack is getting a vinyl release for the first time. Yes, that is the original movie version of Blade with Wesley Snipes. The soundtrack for that movie is finally getting vinyl because I hear that's a big thing these days. Okay. Sure. Uh, October, yeah. Yeah, for all you vinyl heads. I mean, that was some good music on there, let's face it. But, uh, yeah, after all the time. Which, I mean, sure, Renewed distress and in Blade, I get it. Um, October 4th is when it is going to come out. Um, there's the pre-order out there. You can look that up. I'm not going to do it.
0: Next up. All right, next up. The Joker movie is officially rated R for bloody violence and disturbing behavior. So, um... That's not surprising considering what they've been going for. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, given the trailers, it you know, it it, it can't help but give me the heebie jeebies. Um just from the body language and the and the body contortions that uh that whatchamacallit that walking Phoenix goes through. Mm. It's you know, it's just creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: and I was gonna say you take the next two because they are related.
0: All right. Well, uh, Mark Maron, who will appear in Todd Phillips' Joker, has shared some controversial opinions about comic book movie fans. Yeah. He's got some issues with them. He generally doesn't like them. He doesn't want to be bullied into seeing those movies. And I'm not going to be bullied into listening to your podcast anymore. Mm, Basically. Um, you actually? Anyway, no mind. I listened to his podcast once when President Obama was on it. Ah. And uh he's a grown-up. He's not seven. He thinks his movies are for grown male nerd childs. And you know what? This is Sparta! <laughs> and, and part of me, and maybe this is wrong. But
2: yeah, yeah, he's every now and then has had his hot takes, which is seemingly for attention. Him and Mara and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's, but I don't know. I'm like, uh, part of me is like, why are you even in this movie then if you feel like, right? I'm like, yeah, that's apples and oranges, but still I'm like, if you feel that kind of way about it, you didn't
0: <laughs> clearly, you didn't think about that way about that check though. Right. And just a, just a quick thought on this. I've spoken to people who are comic book people and I've interacted with them online. And there are some people who are just honestly wondering, is this going to have any Batman at all in it, or is it just just going to be Joker in name only, mm. and it's just a you know it, it's just a, a a a psychopath you know movie that's you know just labeled Joker. Yeah, I
2: mean this. I it, this seems by at least speculation and by some accounts the where the way it looks like the trailer's is going. This is a Venom situation,
0: right? Where the villain is all on a, on its own.
2: Mm-hmm. That's at least that's what it feels like. Now, who knows? Maybe they could just pull over and was like, hey, guess what? The At the end of the we heard about there's this bat in Gotham. I don't know. But, yeah, this just kind of seems like it's on its own. Because weren't they supposed to be doing another Joker movie that's kind of more in with whatever they're trying to
0: do? I you know, That look. sounds somewhat familiar. I'm not
2: 100% sure. Yeah, they may have they may have killed that one for sure for, for good. Although, because there were definitely two of them at the time. And this one's seeming to be actually coming out. Right. So, I, I might as
0: well take the next story as well because yep. it's about the trailer. Wait, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Right. So the Joker trailer transforms Joaquin Phoenix into the DC villain. So we see a little bit more of um, the transformation, the physical transformation, the makeup transformation.
2: Mm. So do you care about I'm
0: seeing still, this? I'm still kind of torn about this. I am because mm. I know people who are there day one. Mm. Um, I'm on the fence. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I am. I just am, you know, part oh, I, f- I understand. Yeah. Right, part of me can just justify this as simply being in elseworlds. Mm. You know, because you know, this could be a Joker movie that is all on its own in another version of the DC universe. <laughs> will we be bringing
2: this up at the end of the year, folks? Stay tuned. October yeah. 4th is when it comes out comes out by the way. It's we will still see. on track.
0: We yeah. will see. I mean, some of us may watch it um out of, in protest. As of uh, you know, uh, you know, in in various ways, sure. Um, just to see, uh, just, just, to, just to just to say they've seen it. Yeah, I, I, just I, to review it for academic purposes.
2: Sure. So, um, which reminds me of another conversation I got into uh, recently. I'm like, <sighs> mm-hmm. but anyway. And uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad gets Guardians of the Galaxy uh, alum for King Shark. So deadline reports that's comedian Steve Uh Aggie a Aggie A G, I don't know. I am mm-hmm. terrible with names. Why? I don't know. I thought it was A. G. It might be. That's why I was trying to pronounce it. I don't know. Uh, regardless, we'll voice King Shark in the shark in the upcoming uh film. Um A. G. previously worked with Gunn on Guns in the Galaxy Volume Two, where he played Jeff. I have no idea who the hell that
0: is. I'm assuming that's a Ravager. We don't I don't know. Um, okay. So, are we going to get a King Shark verse in Baby Shark? Oh, no! <laughs> okay. In, okay. Mm. <laughs> it was pretty terrible. It was bad. Anyway, next up. <laughs> One
2: Fillion.
0: turn deserves another. <laughs> um, Nathan Villian joins the Suicide Squad. Report. Yes. So uh, it's- Closed role. We're not sure what it is yet.
2: Yes, or even if
0: that
2: if that's executed. So I can see. I feel like I can see. You know, Kate. Uh, I'm about to call him Kate Six because I was his Destiny character, even though Rip K Six. Um, especially with that look he's got now, I don't know if that dude. I think that dude is supposed to be coming back for Rick Flag. I believe. I'm not sure, but I could <laughs> see him as Rick Flag if that's not the case.
0: No, I think I think the uh, was a Joel Kinnaman. I think it is. I don't know. Uh, is going to be back as uh, yeah. As a, yeah, I, I think I remember
2: um, seeing that. Sure. So, but like I said, but if that wasn't the case, I could see right. this. But so who knows? Who's who's whatever. Yep. Anyway, next up in a slightly weird story, Taika Waititi in talks for a Suicide Squad. Um, and this is a your friendly reminder that he is not. Only a, a seemingly talented director, but he also used to be um, an actor.
0: He uh, still is an actor because he's exactly. acting as org. right? But um, right, and what's funny is that I think I remember seeing something posted. I want to say it was in social media hmm. where the title to I think it, the title to the article is this, and they were like, "What? Why is he? Why is he directing?" I thought James Gunn was directing, and right? As, said, as you said, people forget taiko waititi was uh was also an, is also an actor
2: unfortunately um the one that this article brings up is not the one that i would want to be such well i shouldn't say that but i mean you know whatever it is what it is so he was in 2011's green lantern exactly really <laughs> uh yeah i don't remember it either because i've seen green i've seen it, well, so, really was, so is nathan fillion well, that and I remember he though. Was yeah. an, oh, he was an uh, animated. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That he's voiced Green Lantern, and uh, but yeah. Right. So talk about
0: keeping it in the DC family. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the DC family, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, uh, in uh, actors Brandon Routh and Courtney Ford are going to depart the CW drama as the C- as series regulars during season five.
2: Hmm. So yeah, and Routh uh, has says, you know basically says the i don't want to say obligatory but he you know he basically um says hey hey his time was good on there and blah blah, blah that isn't another but you know right okay. so so yeah he's you know and not sure what's prompting it but it is what it is um and i don't know who the, the lady is because i haven't been keeping up with um with uh legends i'm thinking that might be isis i don't know no I don't know it doesn't matter um, find out when I find out next up Titan season 2 synopsis reveals uh, a villain's past with the team so and we've given all the talk that we've we ourselves have even given towards uh, this Titan I guess we can kind of know where that's gonna where that's headed because we know Deathstroke is going to be there. And according to this, it says that um, according to the official plot synopsis, yeah, hinting that Deathstroke will not only be introduced, but that he has a dark secret regarding the Titans that threatens the stability of the entire team. No surprise. <laughs> Where there's a group of Titans, eventually Deathstroke will come.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so yeah, like I said, and we also know Deathstroke's family is going to be in the mix too, so yeah, you can kind of put you know, two and two in together.
0: Sure. Um, nay. righty. in Young Justice news, uh Young Justice Outsiders finally makes spoiler alert a team leader. So I finished watching this. They finished the season. Uh All oh, right, cuz that came out,
2: yeah. And this is yeah, this is from stuff from the last batch that came out, which, you know, I was already caught up on. I need to get to that part.
0: That stuff. So you haven't finished it yet? Right. Okay, so I won't say.
2: Anything. But this well, I mean, this this
0: particular like I've passed this. I'm oh, saying. yeah. So yeah, so Superboy is uh is, is taking a leadership role right
2: and that was in the, the very last episode that I saw which uh well no because yeah that was the last episode 23 because they put the rest of it after that the, the last four mm-hmm. five episodes um so yeah I'm looking forward to catching up on that to see how the season ends up yeah, yep. um, oh, without gosh. spoiling what you, what'd you think
0: it was good it was good they resolve the storyline that we were talking about in a very different way huh okay very different very Wait, the one weird. that we thought that they, were they could but do they season? Over, right. Hmm. They resolved that in a very different way.
2: Interesting. Well, yeah, I guess they got... Sure.
0: Uh, all, all I can say is different. I'm yeah. not going to say anything else other no, than that. No, I got
2: that. you. I got you. Yeah, because we knew there was speculation, you know, it was only speculation on our part that they could have thrown it to the other season with what mm-hmm. was left, but yeah, I'm not surprised that they went ahead and done something. But that doesn't negate anything depending on how they ended it up. So, Actually, yeah. Oh, okay. it's like, mind, I was just
0: like, I sat there like, really, okay, you know, because but, there's still a lot of stuff going on. So
2: sure, yeah, and there was yeah, there was like a few different plot points going. On. Well, at least two or three different plot points. Not a whole whole lot, but yeah, there was there was a couple things going on. Um, did they resolve everything or never no, mind? Never. Yeah, okay, because yeah. I know there's just there's it depends on how they do it, like. I think last season was like, hey, we got to, we we did a time jump and then basically went towards where we're going towards next season. Um, and I can't remember if too much from last season kind of bled over outside of some Blue Beetle stuff.
0: Well, you've got Labor Day weekend to catch up, so well, we I mean, I, I got all the time in the world basically, but yeah. um, you, can, you can you can pull it up uh, after the show or this weekend and catch up on those. They go quick, yeah, only no, they, they do. I mean, oh, this is probably one of the few that I've actually sort of binged.
2: Sure. And I'm, you know, you, as we've talked about behind the scenes, I'm not usually a binge watcher, but, you know, just like you said, they, these kind of go back quick, and they're, you know, good. So anyway, uh, next up, uh, G.I. Joe movie spinoff Snake Eyes cast Andrew Koji as Storm Shadow. Okay. Uh, that's kind of a who? Thank so. you. I was waiting for that.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know.
2: Cause I don't, regardless, I don't know if it even says here. Oh, uh, no, it doesn't say here. Never mind, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, we have a Snake Eyes. All right. Or potentially have a Snake Eyes. All righty.
0: Uh, next up. the I first mean, excuse trailer. me, Storm Shadow, not Snake Eyes. Um, Storm Shadow, yeah. yeah. The first trailer for The Origins of Alien is almost as haunting as its inspiration. So... so...
2: Yeah, this is not necessarily comics related, but there have been Aliens comic books. And, yes, this is about the original Alien movie uh, from 78. Is it a documentary? Uh, sounds like,
0: yes. Okay
2: yeah um a lot of behind the scenes of the making of that original um that original alien movie and there's a trailer here if you're if you're interested in kind of seeing whatever but yeah it says uh according to this it says memory the origins of alien won't cover a specific moment uh a la seventy eight fifty two i don't I'm not sure what that uh, uh is talking about but rather the entire production of the nineteen seventy nine me, movie P- picking apart production, design, thematic elements, and Scott's process for bringing the classic cor- corridors of the Nostromo alive. So, yeah, it's kind All of bad. Right. So, basically, this is stuff that you probably would have gotten on some commentary, I would imagine, or a featurette.
0: All right, and last but not least, this is yours. Mm-hmm. Yes, as we talked
2: about earlier, um, Obi Wan series takes place uh, eight years after Revenge of the Sith. So this is after, obviously, after Order Sixty Six is in, put in place. Um, maybe, well, around somewhat during the time of Rebels, maybe. I'm not entirely sure about that because the time frame between it, we, so we know it's like twenty years between between Revenge of the Sith and uh, A New Hope, and just slightly less for uh rogue one but that's beside the point and i mean well actually technically it's still kind of same same time frame-ish so yeah so this is probably could be him in the desert you know uh and as the comics uh the star wars comics uh did or starting off there was like diaries of ben kenobi maybe it's him in the desert looking after uh, luke or it could be before that before he gets to that point we don't know who even knows okay but we know when it is so that's kind of a rough <laughs> guesstimation about what could happen what could be going on okay. maybe he settles down with the one with the with, with the one senator or the one ruler of um that one planet and say wait i gotta go well no that don't think that happened that's a clone Wars reference
0: it's okay uh, uh, I have to go back and dig into that again hmm Alright, so I guess we're going to transition over to uh, comic book news, right? Yes, we are.
1: Yeah.
0: Apparently, Marvel's
2: Gwenpool is a, is a worthy of lifting me on you.
0: Yeah, I'm looking for this now because apparently what they mentioned is that in the November solicits, there's an image of a, co- there's a cover image of, of teasing this. Right, and, and you can see that cover I'm here. Flipping, I'm flipping through the November solicits that came out this week. Right. Well, for uh, those of you watching the video can see it plain is on the, the on the article. And I'm like, "Boo!" But obviously, this is Gwynpool. Gwynpool doesn't follow any rules. Oh, I see it now. Lame. <sighs>
2: anyway, although that if is on a chain, like what's what's happening there? But
0: <laughs> anyway, maybe, maybe it's the mace that uh, Thunderstrike uses. Well, but it says me on who? No, yeah, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. So, um, the next story is about Thor number sixteen, which was out this week that we talked about. Yeah, we uh, talked about. So, you know, Thor is, skips out on a party in his own honor, <laughs> <laughs>
2: which you know, given what he was doing, I'm not going to sit here and say justifies, but I feel like there was either a soap opera or some sort of, um, you know. TV show or something where something like it happens where the main character is like off something else and everybody else is at the party waiting for him and you know that kind of thing to great sure. effect. Oh cool. Anyway, uh, X Force number one teases the return of an underrated X Men villain. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I will. Yeah, this is also from the Solicits. Um, and obviously we know there's a slate of um, uh, X Men books. Coming out around that time. I'll go ahead and spoil it. It's Black Tom Cassidy. Exactly.
0: Okay. Next. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's funny is that we're so used to I mean, readers of a certain vintage will will, will know that uh Black Tom Cassidy is never far from the exactly. Juggernaut. So mm-hmm. or it's kind of weird to see one without the other. Well, it's kind of weird to see Black Tom without Juggernaut. It's not so weird to see Juggernaut without Black Tom Cassidy. Right or Banshee too far away from, at right. Certain points, right? So yeah. Um, Next j- up, uh, Chip Kid, Ed McGinnis, uh, and more joining Spider-Man Number One uncovers. On so this is the uh, um, the Sarah Pacelli and uh, which who's it? it's the director guy, um, J.J. Abrams. Son. Yep, J.J. Abrams and son. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching the video, you can
2: see. Um, shots uh well pictures of said volumes or said um uh variants so cool yeah that's that's a thing that's happening um next up so we talked about this already and now we go so there was a um there's a listing for a miles morales nitroid um that we didn't have too much information on at the time because it was coming off of a Chinese site, which I guess if I had looked into it a little bit more, I would have seen this one. Um, and this is a from the Spider-Man to so the Spider-Verse version. So apparently it is on pre-sale and it will be out um, uh, February 2020. And as you can see from the picture, it is like said, basically... Uh, there's basically two versions of this, so you you get the um, you know the 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 jacket, and the, the hoodie version, and then you get like regular well you get this, his um, into the Spider Verse version of his suit, and of course you get a mouse head, and a couple other things, and it's poseable and stuff, so it's cute, and you can see pictures of um, of, of him, you know, in various stances that you can pose with this thing, so. I think I showed this to somebody on Twitter. I was like, I want this. No. <laughs> so, and I kind of want it myself. So I don't know. Uh, it'll probably be a target somewhere. Cause I think these, meteoroids end up there at some point. Uh, no word on us pricing. Cause this uh, page is from uh Japanese or the English version of a Japanese company. So next up.
0: Alrighty. Um, CB Sabolsky has hopes and plans for both new John Byrne and Neil Gaiman comics at Marvel. So just as Joe Quesada did when uh, he first became editor in chief of Marvel, Sabolsky um, has some big plans and trying to revive certain relationships that Marvel has let go has let go astray. In Quesada's um, case it was uh, reviving JLA Avengers and a number of other things um, this is Sabolski uh, trying to get John Byrne and uh, Neil Gaiman and uh, Mark Buckingham on some new Marvel work. Hmm. Matter of fact uh, if you wouldn't mind take the next one. Marvel EIC has also hinted at very cool future for both Star Jammers and the Imperial Guard. So uh, speaking of X-Men space stuff mm-hmm. uh that, you know that we mentioned earlier, and we're talking about real deep space stuff now. Um, so apparently, according to CB Sobolki, the X Men are going to be forming a beachhead on the cosmic side of things as well, which may mean big things for the Starjammers and the Shi'ar Imperial Guard. Hmm. Which um, uh, brings back a, a really quick like, something
2: that uh, that I alluded, we alluded to earlier. Like, is this X Men stuff affecting? Uh, I think I asked that actually. Um, is it affecting the rest of like the six one six, or is is it just kind of off on its own? And I think I had that was another question I was going to bring about in Black Panther because with that stuff, like uh, you know, obviously th- he was in his it's his own pocket because with T'Challa doing a whole lot of stuff, including being in Asgard for Thor's party, right? <laughs> just, like when did this, when does this have time to happen? When does this happen? When does this, when, you know when when? But again, we may never get that question answered. Uh, anyway, Marvel's incoming uh, comic event sets the table for 2020, so I guess that's going to be the next big event for next year.
0: Incoming!
2: Mm, I guess, wait, has it been 16 months? I guess it has, because I can't... Oh, wait, I mean... No, because we just had War of the Realms. I want, they're clearly not sticking to... Let me not say that. Never mind. <laughs> it, it is is—it is questionable whether they're considering... if they're, they're sticking to that whole... Uh, now we're not going to do an every other month thing for line-wide stuff again. Uh, anyway, so you can see here a teaser image of...
0: At first, I thought this was Hulkling with the Ebony Blade? Not the Ebony Blade, but I think it is Hulkling with a sword from... Uh, It's the sword that he has on him, right? That run that that run New Avengers,
2: right? And he well, he has it now because um, in Death Death Head, I believe he shown her shows up. So yeah, Uh, but yeah, that's what it looks like. But according to to other people who you know not in speculation mode, according to this, it says the visual shows an unknown figure wielding a sword, He-Man style, Uh, ominous looking eyes in the background, and the tag: "One will unite them." And that could give credence to...
0: That's Hulkling.
2: Yes, exactly. Given his, uh, his, his current He's
0: he's scrawling Kree. So,
2: So, which is still weird to me, but, you know, they've been kind of toying around that. And it says here, a preview will be found in the the exclusive edition of the 96 page Marvel Comics 1000. So I don't know if it was in that copy you have.
0: I got a look. I'll take a look uh while I'm looking at another story. Um so next up, just very quickly, um Marvel has teased the Secret Scotty Young project. Pins for everybody Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Actually that's that's not it, we do, but um but that's the first thing I thought about when uh, when I saw this. So yeah, there's apparently a site up on the Marvel site, uh there's talk about the secret Scotty the, me, it's called the secret scotty project page um greets visitors with young's version of marvel's mini heroes who surround the follow with the, who surround the following announcement this fall marvel will be launching a new exclusive product in, featuring scotty young's amazing illustrations sign up and be the first to learn about the secret project normally if they do it like that this can't be a book mm. or it, it's less likely to be a book but that's not necessarily i feel like this is more merch if anything, but there's no no speculation at all. We don't, yeah. So, like I said, this says it could be anything from a new book to a lot of merchandise. I'm leaning more towards merchandise than a book because I don't, I have never yet to have seen them go that far for this far for a book. So maybe it's okay. a video game. We don't know. You know. Stay tuned
0: stay tuned
2: um, original Marvel Comics number uh, 1000 essay replaced mischaracterizes mischaracterized by press uh, says Mark Wade Um. so yeah apparently Mark Wade did a did an essay in that Marvel one, uh, 1000 book and uh, some saying it got replaced for some reason and others so are saying other thing uh I guess according to Wade he says oh yes, yeah, so it's been mischaracterized by press, which I think kinda of may may or might may, may or may not
0: allude to something I said earlier. Um Right. It was I think it was it was uh implied that Ike had something to do with it. Um Ike pro Mutter. Mm. But uh, I'm flipping through my copy and I'm like, where was you know where you know like where is this uh, preview thing that they're talking about? And well, it says it said
2: deluxe issue, so that may not be the the issue that you have. Is you're gonna they have another version of okay uh, Marvel one thousand, which that sounds probably likely to come out. Um, well, it might be the hardcover with both issues and with uh, one thousand one thousand one, maybe right. Possibly. Okay. That didn't, I don't think it even said that much. But according to Mark Wade on this, the only comment I'll offer is that the abridged version that's being circulated by news outlets severely miscategorizes what actually was written. What was actually written. Um, so apparently it says so the written story here being that Marvel Comics has replaced an essay that appeared in the advanced copies of Marvel uh, comics 1000 with a revised version for final publication according to the hardware reporter advanced copies sent to retailers in July reported that uh, blah, blah 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 just what I just said um, and then it just kind of goes on with what, uh, what was said in the Hollywood reporter
0: oh I mean I don't know if this qualifies as an essay but he does a one page thing with uh, John Cassidy art mm-hmm. and uh, it's this page and it's really nice looking hang on let me put the focus on you there you go right it's really nice looking right so that might be what it is there might be there might be a revision to that text that's underneath cap right so yeah and I think if,
2: if that's the story that people were kind of been writing about that you know there's sure something
0: I don't know yeah um, I got so. the collage cover by the way oh wait uh, put that back up I got the collage cover for um, Marvel Comics 1000 there we go right there
2: uh, oh, yeah, the one that had the art that had gotten. Uh,
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> That's actually not Marvel art. Right.
2: That they went ahead and replaced.
0: It's still there. Is it? Yeah, it's still there. Huh.
2: Oh, right. Because I think they said they were going to, uh, I guess, uh, replace the later copies or something. Was well, I guess that may, that may be that other copy that they're talk, uh, the version they're talking about.
0: Actually, no, they did replace it. My bad. Oh, okay. Oh. My bad, because it's North Star.
2: Okay, yeah. They changed,
0: they changed it to North Star.
2: Sure, sure, sure. Which yeah,
0: makes sense. Um anyway, moving right along. All right, next up, I don't this my turn. Yeah. Uh, I think it is. Uh Marvel teams up with Sirius XM and Pandora for Marvel's eightieth. The road to Marvel Comics one thousand limited time station. Okay. So this was announced during a Saturday panel at D twenty Mm-hmm. Uh that started yesterday. To launch a new exclusive limited time channel, Marvel's 80th. So, I don't subscribe to Sirius XM, but we can use Pandora for free, I think.
2: Well, yeah, if it's, if it's on, yeah, more likely, if it's associated with Pandora, it's probably going to be on there, I would assume. Yeah, it says uh, Thursday, August 29th, which is basically the day of this recording. Um, uh, just one day after Marvel Comics 1000 hits the stores on Pandora, Sirius XM, and Sirius On Demand so yeah it should be out there on pandora on on its own little thing so you don't have to worry about having to deal with uh serious are you serious no anyway so yeah if you're so inclined uh, go check it out not entirely sure what that's going to end uh entail but <laughs> it's out there you can find out next up uh let's see here we go disneyland avengers campus theme park uh unveiled at d23 here's everything we know so yeah the the um the avengers campus i'm s- shocked they didn't go with uh, c- uh compound but i guess there's a reason why that it makes sense um and actually Avengers campus just reminds me of that uh, mobile game that they have that they had up um but regardless so yeah this basically goes in what's uh what they know about what's all going to be uh, at that place in in that land so which i won't go too much into all right i would really like to go to see that um that uh, star wars thing because i keep seeing more about it and i'm like right, i i want to do go there and do some of that
0: anyway yeah. next up next up hondo onaka funko pop figure coming to disney's hollywood studios on august 29th I like so
2: hondo. i like hondo
0: uh this is the Star Wars character that was originally introduced in uh Clone Wars. Correct. And reappeared in Rebels. Correct. And Hondo is all out for himself. Pretty much. He's a lovable scoundrel. <laughs> yes.
2: Um Yeah, I don't think he did he don't think he showed up in the other thing. But I don't know uh hasbro reveals new transformers generations and studio series at fan expo canada now you were saying to yourself hey y'all already did this N- yes and no these are different ones <laughs> so we have more figures um this is if you're watching the video here's one called nightbird never heard of this one looks like a decepticon especially coloring um yeah i know right uh, let's see. Nightbird stands at 5.5 inches in robot mode and con- converts to alt modes in 15 steps. I love how they they they, they put the steps on the transformations now. I mean, like we never had that when we were little. <laughs> Didn't really care. We just got it done. Um, and it comes with weapons. So, and if you're watching the video, you can check that out. And there's also another one called was um, uh scavenger. It says it's a Constructicon. I don't know if this is that one. Oh yeah, scavenger, duh. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then there is another one who looks like he's in the more in the movies than than not. So this is scavenger, and then this is uh, sound shockwave, not soundwave, shockwave. And, and hey, you remember the man, the little man in the parachute? I don't know who that is, but apparently they, he's he's got one in there. That's weird. Anyway, there is that. New figures. Transformers. Mom, give me money. Ah, I'm slightly happy you
0: got this one, but... but um. <laughs> I was, The reason why I was on mute is because I was searching for um, a, a clip to go with this. A very brief clip hmm. that would uh, fit what I wanted to say about the story. Uh-huh. But... Um, the next story is about uh Hasbro Hasbro Toy Company, um not owned by Disney. Um because we're yeah. so used to Disney being like the uh, corporate overlord and yeah, Hasbro owns a lot of stuff. Now don't, you know, don't get it twisted. But sweeping but. up sweeping up lots of different IPs. So Hasbro does own lots of famous kid toys like Mr. Potato Head, Power Rangers, mm-hmm. ROM Space Night, which I was talking about trying to get back to marvel but yeah, now G- uh gi joe and all that G.I. Joe, yeah. Transformers. transformers yeah so now <laughs> hasbro has purchased entertainment one a multimedia company which previously owned the rights to the label that suge knight built that helped push the careers of world famous artists like tupac snoop dogg and dr dre death Row
2: uh, is the label that pays man
0: Right, exactly. And I was I was literally just trying to pull up the death row versus bad boy at the Source Awards. Oh Jesus and talk about right and talk and, 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 and play something about something that Suge said about not having producers that's all up in the videos. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and, oh man, that's the part we didn't so uh shout out to um I, I would dare say friend of the show, the uh, Vine Gloom on, on Twitter because uh, when this came the day this came out, um uh, me and him was having a little back and forth on on the implications of this because the first I had seen this a couple of days prior to this because this because it was reported on the twenty fourth I had seen something from somebody. So no, this is Shug. Sorry, Shug. Were- yeah. So I saw something about this from somebody I follow on the twenty second. I'm like that can't be real. <laughs> <That led me. laughs> uh, and then turns out it got uh, reported a couple of days later and. Uh, and, uh, the Von Gloom and I was basically, and the, the bad boy, uh, um, the East Coast, West Coast beef, what got brought up during that, it, it, you know, to a little bit of fun and even gave it the hashtag, um, uh, Hasbro. Oh, No, no, <laughs> I mean, it paid fit. So I'm that proud of that one. I'm proud of it. I, I would go ahead and say it. I'm proud of it. Yes. Yeah. It didn't take uh, off, but I'm proud of it. So yeah. So death row records is being owned by Hasbro. Wrap your head around that one.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Or I mean, it could be nothing. To, yeah, it could be I don't know. Maybe we'll see Death Row and Joe Joe. We don't know. I mean, You know. Percent- and also said, and I, I admit I should have tagged him on this one, but I, I wish that the Cole Leather podcast was still around because I know uh, Classic and Eclectic specifically and, and Tim would have had some fun with this. <laughs> Uh oh, so, but yeah, but I didn't but I didn't um but I didn't tag any of them on this. That's too funny. Yeah. Anyway, move right along. Up, next up <clears throat> uh <coughs> excuse me. Snyder and Tinian the Fourth uh dish out Justice Doom War and that massive, Massive Return. So we talked about the issue, but I don't think we talked about what happened. Or that specifically what happened. But since we kind of talked about Justice League 30 earlier, we can push off.
0: And plus the fact that I hadn't read it yet. So, sure. <laughs> uh, All right, next up, mm-hmm. uh, Nightwing gets his own even deadlier Joker. So, Spoiler alert,
2: it's talent from
0: the quarter album. Is Court
2: of it course. really? It is, yes. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Or at least that's what this this article was alluded to. I didn't really finish the whole the whole thing, and I'm not reading Nightwing, but uh, that's what it looks like. hmm So, okay. <laughs> and he's still, and Grayson is still his recreation thing, so I guess they hadn't put him completely back together again. Nope. But he's got his memories back now, so that's, you know, only a matter of time. Next up, um, long-time DC staffer in Sad News, Tom Patton, Patton, Patton Pattison... Uh, dies at age 60 I know you want
0: to Robert Pattinson, but okay.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's similar, but I almost said pat-a, pat-a, Patapatapon, also, but that's a whole other thing. Um, so, does it say he joined uh, DC in August 1984 as staff accounting, coming in with a master's degree in accounting, uh, took over supervision of royalties, and ultimately became the company's royalties and participations manager. Man, that's the title. Okay. Uh nineteen ninety six, a position a position he held until his retirement in twenty eleven. So he wasn't uh with the company at the time of his uh passing. He is survived by his wife, Geraldine, and two sons. So okay. and they've already had uh they had the uh, funeral service a couple of days ago as of this recording. So
0: I already hear that. Exactly. All right, next up, uh, Mark Guggenheim, who is the executive producer for the Arrow TV show, yeah. is working on a secret DC comic book. Guggenheim is no stranger to comics. He has previously done lots of X-Men work. So. Right. Um, It's uh, no surprise that he's working on a secret project for a comic company. And it's not a big surprise that it would be DC since he's working with their TV side.
2: Well, it kind of is. But now that I'm thinking about it, I believe he has done some. I believe he was writing at least one of the uh, not necessarily TV versions. But, yeah, the one of the TV versions of uh, the comic. So basically, a, a series that was kind of parallel to the TV, uh, the Arrow TV verse series, and I think it was Arrow. I like it was one of them, I believe. But I had thought I was originally thought it was like he hadn't. Outside of that, he hadn't done any comics for DC, but he totally has, and it's now coming back to me. So, oh, and apparently, yeah, he previously wrote for DC, including The Flash, which he wrote the death of Bart Allen. So yeah, he's been. I totally forgot about that part it's just weird to me that he's like because usually I, I associate him writing comics with the X-Men stuff because apparently mm-hmm. he really likes those kids um, mm-hmm. and that's I'm, that sounds bad saying it like that but you know I think a lot of his run kind of had the, the kids and them yeah this isn't an R. Kelly so right so that yeah anyway moving right along uh, you're up next <clears throat> uh, Batman calls out George Clooney in new DC comic he owes me I don't believe okay. that is the name of the comic. So this is from uh, Detective Two Hundred Nine, which uh, 1010 is the one that came out this week. So this was last issue, uh, and I guess there's a reference uh, that Bruce Wayne makes. Oh yeah, I have seen this actually. I don't know. Um, I thought I might have put this in there last time, but maybe I didn't. So yeah, there's a there's a panel where Bruce Wayne's talking to somebody, um, and he mentions George Clooney. Saying that he owes him,
0: so yeah, haha, yay! Anyway, no. next up, uh, we get a first look at Jim Lee's Supergirl pages from Legion of Superheroes Millennium. This is not the Will Smith album, <laughs> no, not the Willennium. definitely not. So yeah, we get to looks like to be an older
2: Bob wearing Supergirl that actually that cut looks like her Power Girl um, haircut, kinda. Right. And she just looks older. And then, yeah, if you're watching the, the video you can see pages. They look good, actually. So cool. I I no affinity or probably interest in legend superheroes and I know Bendis is also writing, which is probably doubly lessens my uh, uh enthusiasm. Not enthusiasm, but interest. Mm-hmm. Um speaking of Legend of Superheroes uh Legion of Superheroes Legion of Superheroes new Timberwolf influenced by a, a specific wolverine and yes not the actual animal but the, the first one you will be thinking about in this day and time and if you're watching the video you can see the picture a uh, uh, picture in question and yeah hey they cry from each other all the time this is not that big of a surprise. Uh, as we will see, um, as we will get to in a couple of
0: um, couple of uh, things, stories. Next up. Okay. Uh, Mike Mignola and Adam Hughes are reuniting for an all-new Hellboy story. So, good for the Hellboy fans. Reunited
2: and it feels so... Yeah, okay. Um,
0: so, yeah, it's called The Seven Whites Club
2: and I guess it's a new story. And sure, more Hellboy for those fans, like you said next up uh, George Lucas's museum hiring a comic art curator which if that is, if that is the actual uh, museum and not a concept art piece because it hasn't been beer- yet he is totally like that thing looks like it's going to take off like an um, <laughs> um first uh, the third uh, what am I thinking about Lord um, I don't know. All I wanted to say was, yeah, basically. Um, yeah, hey, whole-
0: you got to move out to Frisco, but hey,
2: yeah, not not doing that. I'm here. It's lovely out there, but anyway, yeah, the the um the 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 place looks like a big spaceship that could mm-hmm. uh, that could take off, and I'm thinking of a Spielberg movie, and I know why I'm blanking on this, and this is terrible. Anywho, moving right along, that's the thing. Yeah. Oh wait, so So, yeah, and it's definitely it's uh see it's uh Lucas Museum of Narrative Art, hiring comics art creator ahead of its twenty twenty one launch. So it's not it's not finished yet. But
0: when it does, have at it, y'all. Next up. Cool. Uh as we're wrapping up, a year of free comics Valley Ghouls is a spooky slice of afterlife. So that is a new comic by Kate Leff. And, um, I'm not sure who's publishing this. Uh, yeah. Be on the I'm, I'm,
2: uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's the movie I was thinking of.
0: Okay.
2: That was going to kill me. Um, I, yeah, um, I thought this was a web comic. Uh, and it could very well still be, but well, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. So Kate Leth, um, I know a lot of people know or love her lover. So, um, this looks like, uh, this is basically, uh, as it says, yeah, Korea, day in, day to life in the scariest land of all, Southern California, but not exactly, or one-to-one, you know, with cute little animals. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Cool. Next up, um, hey, guess what, folks? Uh, yesterday being the 28th.
0: Right, we missed it, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah was jack Kirby's birthday that part we didn't miss but this the part of the story we missed well yeah that is true yeah. um so yeah and uh with that um jack Kirby walking tour of new york city planned for his 102nd birthday so yeah like i said on the 28th which is already passed um and organized by the Jack Kirby Museum. There was a free event uh, planned the, to keep visit uh, Kirby's birthplace, a street theater reading of, and a street, me, a street theater reading of Kirby's street code, trivia questions, and a mixer at a local restaurant. Cool. And it's already passed. I was about to call that Yancey Street, but Delancey Street is close enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, just east of the corner of, Well, it doesn't matter where it is Because it's over with at this point Have you ever been to the Kirby Museum? I'm sure you have I don't know why I'm asking that question
0: The Kirby Museum? No, but I, 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 I've been to the pop-up that they did At the Will and Art Space In Tribeca It's actually downtown Manhattan But yeah, I, I mean, I, I obviously know the Lower East Side So, sure. um, uh, you know, a lot of those locales are very familiar to me Gotcha
2: uh, and last but not least um, in relation to uh, King Kirby <laughs> this came up on Twitter uh, a couple of days ago or actually yesterday rather uh, at the time of and that question would be who would win in a fight Thanos or Dark Side? and apparently this article is biased as to who that might be Um. so I saw this uh, you know I saw this on Twitter and I'm sitting here like Okay. <laughs> sure. I'm surprised that's never come up before. I don't know if you have a an, an opinion on it or not. I kind of don't.
0: It kind of depends. Yeah. You know, it kind of depends on who. You know, like what 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 power levels we're talking about, where we're talking about, so on and so well, forth. Well, I, I would say let us assume they're both full powered. But well, that, I, that's not fair with Thanos having the Gauntlet. So. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, like I think I think original regularly powered, I think Darkside winsley has got the Omega effect.
2: You think? I mean I mean without the even without the gauntlet, like Thanos is, you know, no slouch. Right. But it like, yeah, I guess you know, he'd be just sitting over in the corner of Omega Beam and <laughs> to death. <over> yeah.
1: the- <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> or it'd be like that one um like the one one thing I saw where um I think it was Thanos, yeah, Thanos was was fighting the uh, champion. Right. And he was just, you know, going against the you know, basically juke him out.
0: Sure, sure. All right. So um that is our last news story. We got one ad and I do have something for our uh what I'm gonna call the what's in the box um segment. Mm-hmm. So I do have- for that so our last ad read of the night is for busted tees this episode of the combo chronicles is sponsored by busted tees your home for funny awesome cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends attention busted tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies video games tv shows comic books and geek culture are on sale to help keep our podcast free Order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Busted Tees banner and then shop for awesome t shirts. Busted Tees through cspn.us. Do it today. <laughs> and before we wrap, we have our uh, latest installment of a segment that I'm uh, trying to christen. Oh, what's in the box? I mean,
2: granted, that's been used
0: plenty of times. All right, sure. i know but at least we have the sound effect so i ordered this while we were on the show and i kept getting emails from walmart saying that it was out of stock out of stock out of stock but surprisingly on monday i get an email saying it shipped and what am i referring to it is the marvel 80th anniversary legends captain america based on um the Alex Ross designs for Captain America. So it's pretty cool. This is the front of the box. We've got some Alex Ross art on the side, and we've got some Alex Ross art on the back. So I am looking forward to cracking this puppy open and maybe redoing the display that is on the shelf behind me to uh, do some Cap stuff. I've had some, I've had the FF up there for a while now, so we shall see. Including the, uh,
2: the two Biggie Pops I see behind you.
0: Yes, yes, the two Biggie pops are up there as well. So um, I was going to say you didn't buy
2: two—one to kind of keep in, uh, one to kind of keep in plastic. You're not—you're not one of those. I'm right?
0: not one. <laughs> I, I'm, not a, I'm not a collector like that. Like you know, I open up my stuff. So mm, fair enough. And there have been some nice boxes that I really <laughs> felt bad opening, like the uh, the Thor. Um, San Diego Comic Con, uh, set that Matt at Matt, Matt Wang 97 got for me, mm. where like it was like a folding unit, like a it was like a folding circular box, you know, it was
2: awesome. The A 4s box is kind of like that, although to be fair, I haven't opened that yet, and that's only because I don't have space to put it to put them out of gotcha. if I did. So, all um, right, but that being the case, we wrap up, are look. at the end of this show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, each and every one of you, always and forever for coming out. Um excuse me, man, do not drink tea even though it's supposed to be good for your throat That's that doesn't work all that well
0: honey got well, add-
2: i, didn't, I you know we're out, we're out of honey, but that's beside the point um we will be back next week, because there is really no reason not to be um boredwin as they say uh for myself, Riy cat on twitter at Ri cat uh news needle at uh, on twitter one site coming soon hopefully cB caps on instagram and that's it A underscore 70 on Twitter Instagram. pc underscore dirt on Twitter PopCultureNet on twitter popculturenet.com and uh, the umbrella sites and they're in tmdo 98 the Osiris this ish on Twitter the click nation. The Click Nation, that's D K L I Q N A T I O N, and theclicknation.com. Give him another one. And of course, <laughs> comic book resources where he's over there writing his face off. Because, you know, got to get a man his props, finding all this stuff. Um, I really want to do a, I really, never I we'll talk off thong, but put this out in the, in the ether. Coastal of the Podcast Reunion. It's been time. Just saying, fellas. One more for the road. Uh, Cspn.us. That's today. the label that the label that pays. <laughs> oh, God, uh, I'm gonna get that one right. And just going I just want to get somebody doing that in Snoop's voice. It might not be me, uh, but anyway, Cspn.us. Do it today. You'll be joining us soon. All that kind of good mess. Go there, get all of our stuff and other podcasts of the likes tell them to promote us a little bit more maybe uh subscribe to this post podcast on google play and apple itunes uh soundcloud uh on the coast of the podcast uh page therein, and of course spotify <coughs> and we'll be back next week same bet time playing bet channel with another show um geez this has been the Cumber chronicles peace
0: He's one.